And welcome. Whoops, I have the pull up already. Wow, five five viewer matchup. All right, guys, number there you one. Go. All, All right. right. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday show. You just had a preview of the five five <laughs> topics today. If you Recovery caught that things. in time. But uh, otherwise, hello, my name is James Chen, and I am joined by Mr. Ultra David and Tubaware. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. I got contacts for the first time in two and a half years. I got a haircut. I don't. I either. shaved. It's, it feels great, actually. Who is this I, guy, dude? It's like probably not gonna last. But it's like Ultra David's you little I, brother. If you and I walked by each other right now on the street, I wouldn't recognize. I would not have recognized you. Ah, Straight so. up, okay. I would have been like, "That's just another uptown bro." <laughs> An uptowner, huh? All these yeah. uptown types. By the way, did you guys at home bros. know that Tupperware's favorite song is DJ Liquid's version of "I Can't Stop Raving"? Do you guys yeah, know that? I have it's, no idea what that is, it's, but I love well, it. I it's love your it. favorite song. I love it. Congratulations, yeah. everybody! As far as the topics we're going to be talking about, you can see some of them on the right. The later ones, at least, we're going to start <laughs> off by talking about uh, the fact that Pokemon now owns Evo, kind of. We're oh, going to be talking enough. about, yeah, sort of, a little bit. Uh, we're going to be talking about, as you can see, hey, not everybody gets invited to an invitational. We'll talk about Super Combo. We'll talk about uh, various stuff with Jabaley. Going to be on here to talk about whatever we want him to talk about. That's right. That's how. Yeah, it's big bad Jabaley. Uh, cool news in KOF. Uh, some big tournaments that happened both online and offline. And other stuff to talk about. But let's start by talking about Pokimane. Buying Evo, maybe? <laughs> kind of. Sort kind of. of. Not, okay, here's not really. Not, really. not, not exactly. All right, so here's the story. So we know that Evo was sold and that it was bought by RTS and Sony. That's, that's, it happened a while ago, right? We talked yes. about that when, when it happened. Um, and we knew a little bit about RTS, but not that much. It just wasn't that much publicly available. It was a new thing. It was spun off of Endeavor, which owns like just a bunch of stuff. And we didn't have that much to say about like what's who's the ownership here. We didn't really know. We just didn't know. Well, it turns out that now we do know more about that. And it turns out that one of the people who founded it and is the chief creative officer of it is Pokimane, whose real name is, I don't know how to pronounce this, Imane Anis. I don't know, but there it is. Sure. And uh, she, as a result, so is part owner of a thing that is part owner of Evo. Yeah. So I wonder if it was exactly. like, is she like, you know, Visant, where the name was supposed to be Visant, but now everyone calls her Viscant. Maybe she created that handle as Pokimane, and uh, everyone just said Pokimane, and it's just Pokimane. like, what are you going to do at that point, right? Listen, so. James, that's Miss Pokimane to you, okay? How dare you disrespect the queen? Look, okay, okay, Majin you too, Obama. You're, you're, okay, Majin yeah, Obama. exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, man. Look, <laughs> little pussy uh, man knows what's up. <laughs> okay. Uh, Did she? We were... Yeah, no, someone actually said she tweeted free MVC2, so, you she know. Sure she did. did. She, she sure did. did. Yeah. yeah, and that probably caused a whole bunch of people to be like, what's MVC2 so that I can respond and, and try to impress her, you know, kind of thing, so. That's, that seems plausible. Yeah, obviously, she's a huge megastar on Twitch.tv, and in terms of content creation in general, I didn't know almost anything about her if i'm going to be perfectly honest we were talking about this before the show started none of us like knows anything about her uh so i don't have anything like either way to say about it in terms of that respect like maybe she's a genius i don't know why not 
Uh, I just, I don't have that much info. I mean, she, she does, she was a Forbes 30 under 30 recipient. She was the creator of the UCI eSports scholarship. She's a founding member of Offline TV, which is an online social entertainment group of content creators. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like she's, I don't know. She's, that seems like all relevant stuff for the kind of like things that she presumably will be doing as part of RTS. Right. Um, so anyway, as far as RTS goes, we do know a little bit more about who is in it. And I, and I think at least some of them are, are relevant for the FGC. Uh, so CEO is Stuart Saw, formerly of Twitch and Endeavor. COO is Kim Fan, formerly of Blizzard and Endeavor. VP of Talent Management is Suli, formerly of Twitch. And Advisory Board has Kevin Lin, who is the co-founder and former Chief Operating Officer of Twitch. Yep. Um, and as far as that guy goes, you know, if you're not somebody who knows who Kevin Lin is, Kevin Lin has had a really big and positive impact on the FGC. Absolutely. Um, he really has. And in part, that's even just like on this channel. So back in the day when Twitch was starting up and when we were starting our this channel, Ultra 10 TV, at about the same time, Kevin Lin was instrumental in bringing people in and signing deals between Twitch and content creators, like the early content creators. And part of his focus, a main part of his focus, was FGC. And we, we were one of the channels that was brought in at that time. James and I met with him at, uh, I think, SoCal Regionals, if I recall correctly, <laughs> and, and had a business <laughs> meeting with him to like nail down the terms of this. And... Um, and I know that other, other channels were brought on around the same time. Again, like a lot of FGC people. Uh, as far as the other stuff that he did later, I don't know how much detail I can get into, but he's definitely a big part of why there has been uh, as much money as there has been in Pro Tours, maybe For is a sure. way to phrase it. And not just in Pro Tours, but in other big events. Like if you've ever seen an event that's like sponsored by Twitch or whatever, which used to happen pretty right. regularly for FGC, uh, he, was, he was a big part of that the push for those things so he is um he's a really positive figure for the fgc so when i when i read about this you know the the thing that leaps out the one that had all the headlines is that pokimane is part of this as soon as i saw that kevin lynn was part of it that in my mind stuck out as being more important he's just on the advisory board right so he's not like he's not running it but he is he is somebody who has done good things for the scene and is involved which is great yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, all jokes aside and everything like that. I mean, I, I mean, I, there will still be some kind of funny things to say, but like, this is kind of all good news to me. <laughs> mm. You know, uh, for one, you know, if Pokimane tweets about Evo, I mean, that's gonna be more publicity for Evo than I think anything has ever given the FGC like in the history of. <laughs> the FGC that might be the best publicity that the FGC will ever have received up to this point uh but also I mean look we don't know how much Pokimane is actually going to do for yeah. Evo right I mean at this point in time it's all kind of memeing and joking around and everything like that but even still let's say you know Kevin who does have the history of FGC really wants to become one of the forerunners of trying to make sure Evo does good things one that's cool because we have that position but two you know honestly uh 
this is kind of what we needed in the FGC for a long time is, you know, putting women in more positions of power, right? You know, to have the ability to affect events and have the ability to, you know, a lot of times people ask us the question like, hey, guys, what do you think we could do to make the FGC safer for women and more appealing towards women? And it's like, my response is always, we're not the right people to ask, right? <laughs> we should be asking, you know, women out there uh, how that would work and putting them kind of in positions of power would be important. Now, obviously, Pokemane's probably pretty new to the FGC, doesn't have a lot of background in it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she has a lot of history with fighting games or anything like that, but, you know, whatever she can gain knowledge from Kevin or whoever else. And, you know, maybe if she starts to learn about the FGC and she just finds out how awesome we are, you know, cause the FGC is clearly just amazing and that's it. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, like I said, that, that I think would be a huge benefit to the, uh, to the scene. Well, first and foremost, I need to address something before I even talk about this. Uh, to 16-bit and all the 16-bit fans out there, Stephanie, take this, all right? I'm not drinking out of a goddamn jug anymore. I got a big-ass water bottle, so you can hold that L. No more roasting me in the chat. <laughs> and then <he> secondly, <laughs> secondly, I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't have much feelings on this, to be, to be honest with you guys. I... I don't think it was a it's a big deal that Pokimane tweeted free MVC two. I think it's pretty obvious that somebody was like, Hey, you know what would be funny? Do this. And she was like, Yeah, that would be funny. Let's let's send these nerds on a on a witch hunt. All of a sudden they think I'm gonna save Marvel and, and save Evo and all that. I, I don't think it's really relevant. I think it's kinda silly. Um I don't I, and I, I don't think it's like a bad thing that Pokimane is involved. Uh but I do think it's a bad thing that people are running around saying that Pokimane owns Evo. It's that's like such a stretch to, to to say that, and I do think that's harmful because it's it's fake news. Um, it's it's not realistic. I, I obviously she owns the company or owns part of the company that owns part of Evo. Yeah, I guess you could say she owns Evo, but that's not realistic. I don't think she's gonna be that involved with Evo in particular. But I do agree with what David said. I, I think Kevin is an excellent, excellent addition to the team. I hope that he is involved. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's been at bat for the FGC at Twitch forever. And, and like you said, was instrumental in making Ultra Chan and Level Up and Spooky and all those things happen. Uh, so, you know, big ups to that. But as far as like all the Pokemon stuff, I don't, I'm just not interested. I, I think it's just, I think it's blown out of proportion. I don't think it'll really matter in the end. I'm just looking for people that have been working with Evo, working with the FGC forever to continue doing what they've been doing and making Evo, you know, like the, the product that it could be and the product that it, you know, it, it can be and has been. I, I don't, I don't think we need a savior. I, I, it's, I don't know. Yeah. And it really bothers me that people like to tweet out. We're saved now. We're going to save the, we don't need saving. <laughs> We need improving for sure, but saving? I don't think we need saving. That's a bit much. I, I don't know. Most of that, I think, is pretty facetious, right? I mean, I it it is, it is. But it's it's like you know, you get tired of seeing it all the time, is all, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I get tired when people actually say like, "Oh, 
I'm going to save the FGC or, you know, what I'm producing is going to save the FGC as we've seen in the past. But when other people are joking about someone with over 3 million followers on Twitter saying that they're going to save the FGC, I think that's just fun memes and stuff. So, I mean, I I mean, I'm, I don't know. I'm happy to have her. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think that's, I'm happy to have anybody who's willing to work with the scene I continue to also think that it's more important to me that the people who are actually running Evo, right? She's the chief creative officer of this company that partially owns Evo. She is not, I don't know, probably not running the day-to-day of anything, right? I mean, <laughs> no, I, I really doubt that. <laughs> yeah. uh, She's so, not going to be picking the Evo lineup, right? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't uh-huh. think so. so Although, it would be sick if she did a live on her stream. <laughs> Actually, yeah. so this is what I mean, though. Why not? If she did that live on her stream, I'm telling you, that would be bigger advertisement for Evo than I'm telling you. It would be funny. People in the chat are telling me that she's not that big, but let me tell you, it's still more advertisement than even Evo being on ESPN, I think. (laughs) Oh, no way. I I I think you're way off base on that one, Bucko. Yeah. Dude, Evo that's on ESPN like, probably got like a bunch 40 of million eyes versus a hundred thousand. Yeah, it's but a bunch of those people thing. on the ESPN thing are like, "What are video games doing on the bleh, bleh. Like, ah, those, this is actually are... an audience that might care, dude. <laughs> well, I, I think those people are just about the vocal minority. They, they don't know what they're talking about. I think that's true too. And also, uh, their demographic is not gonna not gonna survive as long as the demographic that knows that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just to be honest. Look, as I was going to say, I think it's more important to me just that the people who are involved with actually running Evo are people who actually know and have been there before and have been part of the scene. And as far as I can tell, that continues to be the case, right? So I'm not concerned that, like, Evo will be run very differently. They were, you know, when we talked about this RTS slash Sony thing buying Evo before, we talked about the fact that they were very... Uh, clear, as clear as they could be, it seemed to me, that it wasn't going to be the case that, like, only PlayStation games would get picked because Sony yeah, owns right. them. And, and that, you know, Sony and RTS weren't just going to be, like, running the day-to-day, that they would continue to have a lot of control over how things were going. And I don't think any of that's changed. I mean, nothing in the announcement that Pokemon's involved says yeah, that any it, of that stuff changed. So as right. long as the people who are who are running there... Yeah, I mean, again, you know, we did talk about the fact that Evo could have been better in any number of ways this time, but... The, like you said, those are about improving things, and we could certainly do that without having like a substantial change about who's in power. Right, right. Sure. and that was just the online one. I mean, I know, yeah, for example, yeah. Markman is still involved, you know, pretty deeply yeah. with Evo and yeah. such. So, you know, I mean, he works for RTS, so right, yeah, exactly. So, I don't think we're in a position to be too worried about you know having non-FGC people. I, I especially feel you know comfortable with Markman being involved because. You know, he's always trying to do good things for the FGC. So, you know, uh, again, for me, it's just, you know, the, the Pokemon thing will just be an interesting experiment in what kind of extra exposure the FGC can get. You know what I mean? Like, you know, a, a lot of people have talked about, like, what Maximilian brings to the brings to the FGC. And I feel like, you know, Pokemon could do something kind of similar. Having as many venues, avenues as possible... Obviously, the fighting game community is never going to really grow that big until the games themselves start being better at teaching people how to play the games themselves. (laughs) 
So uh, we still have that hurdle to go over. But in turn, but the thing about it is audience bases for things don't have to be players. And this is what a lot of people I think are, are kind of making the, 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 uh, you know, conflating things, right? I just tweeted out recently, like, how can you not love the FGC? You know, like it's just after the, the CPT this past weekend was ridiculous and just great storylines and everything. People are like, it's because it's too hard to play. It's be-. And I'm just talking about from a viewing standpoint, you know, mm. just be having people watching is a win is a win because as with anything a small percentage of the people watching will actually become players and that's good that's good we're not trying to like a lot of people who love sports have never gone to a live sporting event a lot of people who love their sport have barely ever played the sport right like we have to understand that building the audience to watch it is is the most important thing, in my opinion, in terms of growth. If that's what you care about, a lot of people out there don't care about that and just want the players and like, we could be grassroots forever and I'm fine. Right. Understood. You know, but in terms of from where my perspective is coming from is that, you know, I would like to see the scene grow and the audience grow. And that's that's the part that interests me. That's all. So, well, God, every time I look at the screen, every time I look at the screen, I don't know who this guy is that's sitting dude, next right. To he me, looks dude. like a different human being. It's trippy. It's, it's so confusing, dude. You seriously look like 15 years younger. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Are you, sure? I, you can't see all the gray that's happening on the side here. Maybe just because I, I have this, it's it's not real obvious. No. Yeah. Oh, really? Because in person, it's, like the almost <laughs> full thing obvious. going up front. Like it's very, yeah. it's very like 2008. I'm, it's just why it's, you look great. It's not. It's not a bad thing. It's just throwing me off, man. You're actually making me feel like I need to cut my hair and stuff right now. Because right, I yeah. feel like James. I was actually cool. gonna tell you. I was actually gonna tell you the other day. I think it is time for a cut, James. I think yeah. you're right. Oh, I think I think, I think, I think it's, it's time cool. for the, the David treatment. I thought yours was cool too, and then you got a cut, and I was like, oh no, you were right. Better short. I think James looks cool now, but also I think after he gets cut. He's going to look 15 years younger. It really does make a difference. Hair is wild. Yeah, you know, it's a thing. Anyway. Anyway, it's on to the next subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fine. I don't know if there's anything else to say about this. I got this. nothing. Um, I, by the way, I don't really think. expect for, like, Pokimane to be talking about evil on her stream. Like, that's Nope, not never ever. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we move on in that case. Let's talk about another thing, what happened. Uh, Tubbler, you want to go over this? Yeah, sure. Uh, so as you guys all know, Red Bull Kumite is coming up, and it's an invitational tournament. Uh, they're going to be having some Street Fighter V, some Guilty Gear Strive, and I believe Tekken 7, right? Are those the games that they're, yep, they're yep, hosting? Yep, yep, uh, Well, obviously, when it comes to invitationals, you have to get invited to be there. And recently, Hotashi, the EVO champion, was left out of the Guilty Gear portion of the invitational. And Sonic Fox, a very strong player, obviously, but someone that has said they don't really like the game and haven't been practicing it, got invited. And this sparked a whole load of controversy. Um, and that's kind of where we are now. I did a whole tub opinion on it. If you guys want to check it out on our YouTube channel, it is uploaded. Big ups to Casmer, another great video. Uh, but uh, essentially, this caused a ruckus. Uh, Hotashi 
took it on the chin. He was very professional about it. He tried to qualify in the last chance qualifier. I think he ended up taking third. You know, he just took it as any other loss. And when people asked him if he was invited, he was like, well, obviously not. I tried to get in through the last chance <laughs> qualifier. Come on, guys. Do some, some mental math here. Like, why are you embarrassing me, basically? Uh, but he, he took it really well. I mean, he's like, you know, maybe next time, yada, yada. Uh, but this sparked Flash Metroid to start talking mess about how Sonic Fox shouldn't be there. And there is a hundred other players in America that could beat Sonic Fox and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they had their their Twitter squabbles. And I believe it ended up as they're going to play a uh, first to 10 or a first to 15 at some offline event. I'm assuming it would be CEO. I don't know what they decided on. Um, but that's kind of where we are. So I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on invitationals and all that stuff? I, I, I've kind of given my tub of opinion. I'll, I'll go back over it. But I'm curious what you guys thought because I, I haven't talked to you guys about this yet. Yeah, go for it, James. I mean, here's the thing, right? I mean, uh, Hotashi deserves to be in there, right? Clearly he does. He's one of the strongest sure. players. He's dedicated to the game and everything like that. Unfortunately, there's more than one game being played here, uh, and that is just the nature of the business, right? This reminds me very, very much after Flocker won MVC3 at EVO, there was one point in time where, you know, people were telling him he should get on Twitter, he should have a bigger social media presence, and he was like, I just won Evo, like, what more exposure do I need? What do I need Twitter for, etc., etc.? And, you know, I responded to him, I was like, dude, Twitter is a place where people are following you because they want to hear what you have to say they like your advertising you know what i mean like you're li they're literally choosing to be advertised to you by you know by subscribing by following your twitter essentially and i i told him like your name is not i mean like unfortunately right now where like flocker's still playing clearly he's in some of those yep. uh, tongue never sleep stuff but how many people talk about him? How many people refer to him? Is he still, you know, talked about in the same way that like only Justin in Watt, the Marvel Chris scene? G, yeah, Chris G, F Champ, like all these guys, like they have a bigger presence as Eva winners than Flocker does, and you know that's the problem is that there is a second game that has to be played, and uh, while Hotashi is clearly one of the best at one of the games, he's pretty good at the other side too, but. But Sonic Fox is Sonic Fox. Let's, let's just put it that way, right? Sonic Fox is clearly not just one of the best at playing the video games, but at playing the eyeball game as well. And so, of course, Sonic Fox is going to get invited. So uh, that's just, it's just, it, that's what happens. <laughs> Sonic Fox is going to get more people watching the Red Bull Kumite, you know. Uh, well, I... I I don't want to. I don't want to speak over David, but I'm really curious, James, because you you say Sonic Fox is Sonic Fox, right? And I believe where you were going with the whole, um, you know, like you should make a Twitter, you should be active on social media. Sonic Fox doesn't really create content. Sonic Fox doesn't stream that often. When they do, a lot of the time, there's no cam, no mic. Like there's just right. gameplay. It's not. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. low effort. But Hotashi is an Evo champion. Hotashi was very strong in Exerd. Uh, they they make content constantly. They they're they're on YouTube. They're on Twitch. And I mean, Otashi streams like what twice a day, some yeah. days, like and like long hours. 
Hotashi does everything that we tell people they should do. So is it fair that Sonic Fox, who doesn't do any of that stuff, gets the invite over someone who does all that stuff? Like, isn't that, doesn't that seem a bit backwards still? Oh, it's not fair at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's not fair at all. (laughs) But uh, the world very rarely works upon fairness. Yeah. Let's just put it that way, right? It just, it almost never comes down to that, right? Sonic Fox is, uh, you know, they've won you know, esports player of the year at events, you know, they're, they have a lot of, uh, notoriety on the internet. People talk about them all the time. They have a lot of very, you know, clear wins at tournaments and bombastic personality and all sorts of other things like that. And and that's, that's a powerful tool. I mean, so many people out there work their asses off trying to build their brand and, and have trouble building it, even by throwing out all the content in the world. It's just, it's the nature of the beast, man. It's, it's really tough. And is it fair? No, no at all. And I, I preface the whole thing with Hotashi absolutely 100% should have been in this, in this invitational. Like to me, it's not even a question. Like he would have been one of the first people that I put on my list if I were deciding the people to go there because I feel like he is one of the most important Guilty Gear players in the U.S. right now. Unfortunately, I'm not on that decision-making process. So. <laughs> the people who are in there, the they haven't announced everybody. It's still in a couple of weeks from now that it's going to take place. I imagine that's going to keep rolling out. But for Strive, they have announced that BNBBN, Fox... Apology Man and mm-hmm. Daru Ino are all going to be there. And um, the LCQ already happened as well. So, I mean, we know some of the people who are going to be who, there. Who won the LCQ? For Strive? Yeah, uh-huh. I don't even know, to be honest. I forgot already. Did they announce uh, it? Maybe they didn't. No, no it I, happened. It happened. Yeah, it, it was, happened. It was, it was online. Yeah, it, it happened. I forget who it was. I definitely watched part of it. <laughs> oh, it was a diaphone. It was a diaphone. I didn't know that because I asked uh, diaphone yeah. to come on the show. Okay, yeah. yeah, um, yeah I definitely right. watched okay. that happen. But right. anyway, um, the so these these are these are strong players. I don't know who else is going to be there, but presumably people of like that caliber in terms of both gameplay and like you know them. Um, and when you th- when you think about the other games, here's the lineup just briefly. For SF5, Big Bird, Mena RD, Idom, Mono, Oil King, Angry Bird, Mr. Crimson, Punk, Problem X, Brian F, and then the LCQ is in person. And for Tekken, Cuddlecore, Book, Knee, Gen, Super Akuma, Anakin, and then the LCQ is in person. And again, there's going to be other people who are announced before uh, the event takes place. So those are those are really big. Yeah, I mean, just wanted to say that to sort of set the stage for the fact that like they're really picking like the fancy level players, right? And mm-hmm. some of those are... There are always going to be sort of picks out of left field, I think, is, is how I would phrase it. That's how I want it to be in any case. I don't want it to always be the same small list of people. It should always be somebody you don't expect to be there. Somebody who's deserving, of course, but somebody who you don't expect. And maybe that's part of the reason for picking Fox. I don't know. I think I agree with you guys that having Hotashi there would have been um, a really great choice. Obviously, he's very deserving of it. But yeah, this is this is the case for invitationals generally. You guys are totally right to say that having a presence is almost as important, I would say, as being a strong player. And sure. it's hard to get more of a presence than Fox has. I, I I don't I don't like the fact that Fox is 
they're often not often sometimes they're negative about games in a way that maybe <laughs> is like not a great call uh so i i wish that they didn't do that like it's cool to not like games naturally there's games that all of us don't like but maybe like tile you know uh tone it down a little bit dial it back a little bit in terms of saying that like you really don't like strive i don't know i i uh, I, I, I feel like no matter mind, what was, they said was going over, uh, people yeah i feel like no matter what i feel like no matter what they said they could have been very gentle about it oh you know strive is a great game it's just not really for me or i'm not focusing on competing right now. whatever no matter what sonic fox said people were gonna go Sonic Fox hates strong dead game. Everybody run dead game. Sonic, no, no matter how they phrased it, so you're probably right about perfect. that. But do uh, you? No, you're you're probably right. But I still think that 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 could have been handled better. And I mean, from what I've seen from their Twitter, it sounds like they're going to be like they are playing a lot and practicing a lot. And they are. Yeah. Other, they they other just played Otashi in a first of fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, look, you can you can bet that like Fox is going to be there to win. I mean, they're not going to like screw around when it comes to something like that. But yeah, I mean, I, I would I would have preferred to have Hotashi. It would have been cool maybe to have both. I don't know who else, again, is going to be there in terms of uh, why it was that they couldn't have both of those players. We just qu- kind of don't know that yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, what, what, what are you going to do? I mean, again, like, ultimately, it's gonna, I, it, yeah. it is very in very significant part up to uh, how well you're known. It's really hard to not have somebody like Fox in if you can at all... If you can at all justify it, right? If this was an SF5 or t- and Tekken only event, would have been pretty weird if they had picked Fox for either of those. Even though Fox does has played those games and has actually done pretty decently in some tournaments, but it still would have been weird. Yeah, for sure. Strive, I mean, Strive Fox was playing a lot make, and like had, yeah, it's, had it's, great results. It's a logical selection, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's an unfortunate situation, and you know Hotashi is definitely doing everything that they can. Uh, to to get more into the limelight, especially winning tournaments and everything. And uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, I wish I could be here. Like, hey, Hotashi, here's my advice on to you and how to grow the brand. But I don't even know what the answer is. <laughs> you know, like you gotta that's do the, something. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. But uh, you know, there's got to be more than just the, the the than the gameplay speaking for itself unfortunately i remember chris g used to talk about this kind of thing as well you know he's just like i'm winning everything how come i'm not like sponsored and big time and da, 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 all this stuff and you know it's just you know you you see this from a lot of players out there that you know unfortunately the i mean look at look at what justin is doing right like justin in his transition to being more content creator you know the the tier lists all these things like that like <sighs> that's that's just panda global that's what that is panda global's like all right buddy we need to push out 500,000 views how do we get them justin's like i'll make an anime tier list we'll put a video up good to go we got this nailed 500k later that's the the Panda Global YouTube farm. I'm telling you, <laughs> the farm, the okay. farm. Yeah, yeah. I, all right. I, I want to join that farm, dude. As you, <laughs> well, okay. I think I'll make a, tier lists. To, damn it. I think that's a decent transition into this point, which is what Tubbo said in his little Tubbo opinions video, which mm-hmm. is that for commentators, every event is an invitational, effectively, sure right? Sure for, for us, each event is limited in terms of how many people can be there. It's not the case that it's open bracket in any way. 
There are application processes for some of them, but for many, there's not even that. There's just, hey, they've sent out a letter or whatever, an email to somebody being like, hey, do you want to be part of this? And that's all there is. So as the commentator, each event is like this. It's something that we're accustomed to. There are a lot of events, but not everybody gets picked for all of them. Some people get picked for some of them more than others. That's kind of how a lot of things are. And I don't know that that's ideal, but that is definitely how it is and will probably continue to be. So it's some, it's something that we, I think from our perspective, are accustomed to. From a player's perspective, that's weird because typically it's open bracket, right? You can make your, you can make your path. Whereas for commentators, it's a lot more about having, having a legacy is a huge part of it. Having the luck to have just been involved in it for a long time is a big part of it. Uh, knowing people's part of it, having a big social media presence or streaming a lot or making big YouTube content. Like there's other reasons that go into it that we have some control over, certainly, but we also don't always have all that much control over it. And and that's just kind of how the business goes. Yeah, it's it's rough. And it's 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 just the nature of getting big on the Internet. Right. I mean, you, you just happen to be in the right place at the right time and it just kind of works out a lot of the times. Now, it's not having said that a lot of people have put in the work and, and are primed for better advantage towards it. It's, know, it takes a lot of work, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I mean, like, I just don't want to make it sound like everybody who, who gets to that position, it isn't just luck. Like someone like Maximilian, luck, no. you know, his family has movie background. Like he clearly has... You know, when he was making the, 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 the assist me videos and everything like that, that whole background, that pedigree helped him in that kind of situation. And that helped, you know, bring a lot of his, his popularity on YouTube, which translated into streaming and such, you know, a lot of people can put in the work, but a lot of the times it is just about the right place at the right time. And just, you just happen to get the eyes on you kind of situation. So, yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean to turn it into a conversation about luck. I just, I'm saying that it's, we are accustomed to having this kind of um, invitational uh, yeah, arrangement for, for our Nothing hiring. new to us yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how things go. And I'd also yeah. like to point out, there's probably a smaller pool, so it's even harder for commentators to get invites than players. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Just out of the random chance that we get picked, it, it's it's harder for us, you know? It's it's rough out there. We we know all yeah. about it. So that's why that's why I understand when players get frustrated. Trust me, sure. I understand. Yeah. When players yeah. get frustrated, they don't get picked to be places. Like I, yeah. I Look, get it, kid. I all, get it. All I'm gonna say is like just just for my final thought on this is that uh, obviously Hotashi also didn't win the last chance qualifier, so that's rough as well. Uh, but uh, just keep at it. Like his talent is is definitely there. Keep doing mm-hmm. the content, keep making the content, and, you know, uh, just keep working at it, man. Don't be discouraged, honestly. Like I like I said, I feel like he deserves the limelight at this point. And, uh, you know, the nice thing about it is that this conversation is even happening. Uh, also, I really want to talk about Flash a little bit, but I'll save that maybe for one of my own streams here because you can you can have a chat if you want, man. We got three minutes left on this. Oh no, it's okay. It's gonna take me a lot longer than three minutes to talk about that. So (laughs) I just it's gonna take me a while. Because the problem Uh, is one of the things that drives me nuts is that history is gone. 
History is gone. It drives me nuts to see people going, who is this guy? How does he have any right to talk? Uh, and that drives well, me nuts, you know. <laughs> new generation, man. New generation. Yeah, and it, it, there's it, a it's Street hard. Fighter Five Marvel Gen like oh nine to eleven. Right. And that's there's all a Street I... Fighter Five Tekken Seven Gen from 2016. Now there's gonna be the Guilty Gear Strive Gen from 2020. Like we're, that... we're we're three gens deep, I think now in FGC fandom. Right, and that, at least and for me, like this is my yeah, third. Since gen. you, that's you're all... already like yeah. third or fourth. That's yeah. all I want to do. I just wanted to talk a little bit about. Flash's accolades and stuff like that. So I'll probably try to do that on, on one of my own streams, basically, then. So why are you yeah, laughing, oh, Tubo? Because <laughs> uh, about... in the chat and realized it wasn't his time yet. And then he oh. left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Flash has been a very strong player in a ton of different games for two decades, a decade and a half, at least. All right. Let's move on, then. All righty. Let's talk about a very cool thing that I wasn't really expecting, but am glad to see, which is that supercombo.gg is now a thing. Check it out. It's on the internet. That's the URL. It is the new home for the Shoyuken forums. They did a complete mirror from September 28th, 2021, and it's just hosted on there. Also, all the wiki stuff that was on SRK is on there, and it's all going to be preserved they're also publishing from the archives a series of republished articles from the annals of fighting game history and that's already begun too you got it and they're also doing their own regular news things on there they have they have uh sort of updates for things that are new too which is which is super cool they have uh as well to be clear their own like new forums it's not just go look at the old stuff. It's like also that there's forums there where you can continue to talk on. Uh, it is ad-free, but they have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash legend. So check it out. Here's the backstory. It's on their website, which is how I found out about oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I was laughs> when like, Evo was sold, the SRK brand went with it, and SRK was locked while RTS and Sony, as we were just talking about, bought Evo. Uh, also bought SRK, I guess. They were trying to figure out what to do. Eventually, they decided to, quote, legally separate the contents of the forums and wiki sites so that they can be migrated for preservation and development. Apparently, Tom Cannon and Preppy reached out, uh, who were, to be clear, involved with SRK Wait, wait, wait. Before. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You, you skipped one word in your summary write-up on the document here, David. Oh, my bad. Okay, here. To, just to have the full quote. Quote, yeah. legally separate the contents of the forums and wiki sites so that they can be migrated for preservation and development, poo poo pee pee. Tom Cannon and Preppy, uh, like I said, reached out to the people now doing Super Combo, who are uh, Kevin Shiburizu Higgins and Jorge Alliance Bustamante. Uh, can I help you guys? Something, uh. uh just, this I'm is... just not sure what that was about. Like, what... <laughs> is it the legal talk I, uh... or something? No, David David was typing there and I typed in poo and then he finished it poo poo pee pee and just left it there oh. in the run of the show. Is so that what that's, happened? That's, okay. how, that's, that's okay. how that's there. That's a little okay. insight okay. into the old Ultra Chen workflow right there. We have a Google Doc that uh, all of us can edit. And sometimes you insert poo poo pee pee into uh, otherwise, <laughs> okay. otherwise normal quotes. <sighs> uh, so alright, so supercombo.gg has been founded. I think it's it's interesting. I, I like that this is there. What do you guys think about its preservation and also about the fact that it's trying to continue forums and news and stuff? 
I mean, I, I, I'm all for it. I, I'm so, I mean, I think it's awesome that Tom, you know, reached out to them to try to get the forums preserved because there's a lot of good classic history information and stuff in there. There's a lot of trash on there too, but like at the same time, there's still a lot of good information there. I hope the, I don't know if the SRK's old front page articles are all still there as well. There was a lot of good articles there that I know a lot of people uh, have been wanting to get access to again, like those, you know, like why you should be playing Samurai Showdown V, you know, Samurai Showdown 5 special kind of thing, you know, um yeah i think that's i think that's part of the article series that i was talking about okay cool cool yeah um it's it's really cool and i'm glad about that because again talking about fgc and history uh fgc is doing a very poor job of maintaining history uh in my opinion and so having this kind of thing be a time castle being the ability to i can point someone to read the domination 101 articles again like the those actually are still relevant today you know and give you a good look into seth killian's head from back then as opposed to how he is now now he's like mr wholesome kindness and you know you go back then and he was like i said on on all games sf2 seth was my mortal enemy his whole goal on that site was just to piss everybody off basically you know and just be a troll um and it's just it's nice to have that kind of situation and then also as someone who worked like freaking mad on the wiki i'm just glad that the wiki has a new home and has the ability to survive and still be updated and such and you know maybe this will be a good new site to consolidate information now as a person who's worked on the wiki trying to make sites that consolidate information and hoping people actually go and use the wiki and edit the wiki to add in all their information doesn't work uh but you know hopefully you know, it's still better than having nothing. Let's put it that way. And, you know, will this be able to bring back forums? Probably not, unless they do something that I had thought of a long time ago that I tried to work with Terry on and never happened. Uh, Terry, of course, being Kaneda, being the, the person who used to run the Shoryuken.com website uh, years ago. Uh, maybe I'll talk to the guys there. Maybe I'll talk to the guys there and see if we can make something work. <laughs> I'm happy about this. Yeah, I think in large part oh, because I see Gotta Be Legend in the chat as well. Hit me up on Twitter, hey. Gotta Be Legend. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me a DM. I'll talk to you about some of the ideas that I have. So and see if anybody out there can implement it because I think it would be really, really sick. Actually, I'm definitely happy to have the archives. I think that that's cool. You brought up the Domination 101 articles when I was in college in the year 2003. I took a student created course which actually gave me credit for college that was about the FGC. It was about how to play fighting games effectively. We had lab. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> we had we had lab, which meant going to the arcade. We had study like hour, which was like, let's learn about concepts. And we read the Domination 101 articles in college for actual class credit. And at that time, they were years old. We were like, uh, you know, checked out these articles from years ago. They're still relevant. They were probably three or four years old or something, right? But it felt like forever in the context of that time. Uh, so it's nice to still have that stuff around. And it's, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of cool stuff that's on the SRK forums. There's also a lot of jerkery. And, uh, you know, it's, I think, interesting slash a bummer, but also probably important to maintain that stuff so that, like, it's not forgotten or washed over. You know, it's like not things that, 
I don't know that many of the people who said the stuff that they said back on SRK forums like still feel the same way. Probably in a lot of cases they don't. I'm sure that I don't. But it's good to have that in mind so that in the future we don't pretend that things are always good so that we continue to know that we need to, to improve. Um, that's my view on it anyway. And for the stuff that they're trying to continue to do, look, I mean, I, I we've talked about this in the past. I think that forums are better in some ways than things like Twitter and Discord, but also a lot worse in other ways. And I don't have a strong preference, I think, as to which one I would rather have more of. I think they just both have positives and negatives. And, you know, it would be good to have both, but it doesn't really seem like forums are the thing that has survived, right? That's mostly been by the wayside now. And I mean, I, I, I get it as somebody who spent who knows how many hours on SRK forum as well as other game forums and other forums in general. I get it. I mean, now, now we're all on Twitter and Discord and the like, and you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't see that coming back. But it's you know, it's cool to see them give it a try. I certainly hope that it works out and wish them the best of luck. I'm gonna yeah. do. A, I'm gonna pull a tubo here and just be like, there is nothing better about Discord and Twitter than forums in terms of preserving information. <laughs> Discord is a yeah. Fuster cluck and uh, and uh, Twitter, everything just disappears, dude. It's you, very annoying. Dude, this is absolutely the strength of forums compared to Twitter. Twitter is a lot stronger in other ways. Discord is a lot stronger in other ways. But the strength of preservation for sure is on the side of forums. No, I'm I'm just talking about people, you know, being being jerks to each other. I'll probably saying misogynistic stuff. I, I don't know. I've yeah, been yeah, on yeah, there forever, for sure, but, for sure. I mean, that's course, that's the kind of stuff that I'm that I'm thinking of. For, uh, again, lots of positives going on there. We all definitely contributed to SRK. Yeah, uh, I spent, like I said, who knows how much time on SRK. Uh, I was I was the guy who modded the Q forum. I wrote a huge, huge doc on how to play Q, and I was the guy who modded the SF4 Zangi forums. Yeah, and you Dalsam did all the option select stuff, right? You even wrote I, like a huge option select thing on forums. I sure did. I sure did. Yeah, I spent a huge amount of time on there. So, you know, it's cool that it survives. I don't imagine myself going back to forums. The There continues to be Test Your Might for Mortal Kombat that still exists, and I don't go there. And it's no with good reason. I mean, it's people still do go there, but... Uh, the, people who are, the people who are left there are not the cream of the crop in terms of people I want to hang out with. <laughs> Let me phrase it like that. So yeah. I, don't, I don't go that's, there anymore. That's what I meant by no one. No one that you want to be around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have pretty much said everything revolving forums and all that stuff. Uh, to answer your question, Big Tommy, yeah, I was a moderator on SRK uh, like for the entire forum, not just like a sub forum, but like the whole damn thing. And uh, when the first time we found out the SRK forums were going away, I literally went and banned everyone I didn't like. And then the forums came back, and I wasn't a mod anymore. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was my contribution to SRK is uh, fuck you, fuck you, and you're nice. <laughs> yep. You did uh, but yeah, I was, a mod. I was a mod for like five or six years before before that even happened. Um, but yeah, what, what I'm really hoping for, like – Whatever, with forums, I don't think they're going to come back in any useful format. People don't seem to like to do that anymore. Um, most people are on Twitter, Facebook even, has a lot of fighting game yeah. groups. Uh, but outside of all that, what I'm really hoping for with Super Combo is that we don't 
they they become you know a relevant news source. Yes. So we don't have to use event hubs anymore. I do not want to use event hubs ever again if I can avoid it for news or any other sources. I just please super combo become something great so we don't have to rely on event hubs anymore because that's all we have at this point. That's literally the only fighting game website. We need we need a competitor. Please super combo GG be that competitor. Thanks to Event Hubs for being the site that we trawl before the show to make sure yep. that we have found information. Yep. So they they have a they perform a useful service, that's for sure. You have yep. no choice, dude. You have uh, no Yeah, choice, but I don't have a dude. choice. Like, it's that's a my monopoly. main problem. <laughs> it's a monopoly yeah, I, I out have, there don't right have now. What do you mean, we, I want a choice. We we do also check Reddit and Twitter and stuff, so it's not exclusively the place that we use, but it's certainly a really big one. And yeah, having a competitor that would be nice. Yeah, I mean, don't get me started on the event hubs thing. I will go for a very, very long time. So, yeah. well, you got three minutes, James. Once again, you have three minutes to to get it all <laughs> off your chest, James. Born out of uh, very, very shady means, uh, and did a lot of damage to the FGC early on. And oh, they very... they they stole videos from me. And didn't credit me. I, I'm part oh, of one of those people who yeah, definitely a felt that. Ton of people that they stole content. Yeah, from. yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm one of like a hundred plus. So yeah, repasting entire articles without linking where the article was. Yep. You know, taking all the videos from fourgamer.net and editing them together. They took a Ryu combo video. Yeah, that was two different Ryu combo videos and pasted them together and cut out all the credit parts of the combo video and put it on their site. Yeah. So, wow. Okay, yeah. that's hilarious. I mean, including Madge, <laughs> including Madge's stuff and Camwe and Moprim. You know, like I mean, uh, honestly, it was like big time stuff, dude. Like it. That was that was that's the nature at which it was created so you know i don't to be fair i don't know that it's still like that but it's origins it's, it's not work. anymore but yeah the yeah. origins yeah you said they're they're, they're, yeah. they're rough but look yeah. either way all right as a concluding statement let me just respond to fran underscore lzg who says i think that david's onion type fgc website has to make a comeback right about now nobody believes me and i know that but i was not scoop newsman and i never was <laughs> <laughs> and it, I always felt bad for whoever it was because if it wasn't were, you, then who was it, David? I don't know who it was. I, I don't honestly, believe you. For a I honestly, you were, don't. you were definitely involved. I do have suspicions, but I've never actually asked the people who I suspect. I think Gibby knows, dude. You see this hee hee in the chat oh, from Gibby? Come on, yeah. Gibby's I, Gibby's I have, deep Illuminati. Gibby, I have Gibby some absolutely strong suspicions, knows. but I've never actually asked. And it wasn't me. And I just feel bad for them because they were doing this genius stuff and I was getting credit Scoop for Newsman it. Scoop Newsman is like, such a good name. Scoop yeah, Newsman is great. It's so great. Yeah. And I mean, I it sounds like it. it could be Hanzo, but I don't know if it was, it was Hanzo. That was not, that's not Hanzo style humor. Right. There's not, not, not enough troll orc humor or 13 model girlfriend mentions in there at all. Yeah. I'm not going to say who I suspect, but anyway, I mean, it wasn't look, me. I mean, I, I can say... For certain that I've seen David posting onto this. I mean, I, I have never seen David posting onto that site. Sorry, David. That was a slip there. So, um, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, all David right. is definitely That's not all about this. Newsman, it so. really wasn't me. Yeah, okay, let's cool. Bring on cool. Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to bring on Alex Jabaley on the other side. All right. Be right back, guys.
everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. We are moving on to the next section and uh, very, very happy that we are able to bring on our next guest here. And that is, of course, Mr. Alex Jabaley, CEO of CEO. Uh, let's bring him on here. And welcome, Mr. Jabaley, to dang, look at that background, dude. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, guys, what's up? I, first, I just want to start this off by saying I've been a huge fan of the show, and I'm so happy to finally, after all these years, be a guest because I've seen every single episode starting with this one after it's done recording. So I really appreciate being on. <laughs> <sighs> you, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. Hey, do you just always have those cabs on behind you or did you turn them on just for this? No, so it's kind of like Mr. Rogers neighborhood, like walk into the house, turn everything on and sit down and stream. So no, I don't always leave them on, but my power bill ever since I got all this room fig, it went up like 60 bucks. So uh, I'm right. adjust it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, but uh, no, the, the, the big blue from arcade one up, man, you can get, find some decent competition playing super turbo. And, uh, it gave me new life again during the last couple of weeks, <laughs> to be honest with you. So. Cool, man. Uh, a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk with you about like your background and CEO and stuff. But before we do that, uh, you were in a major car crash recently, and I just wanted to check in and see how you and Tifa are doing. Yeah. Uh, Tifa's laying right next to me. Uh, mentally, Good I girl. just want results. Uh, insurance is finally paying me off for the car more than I expected after everyone's like, insurance will rip you off. But physically, I'm good. I'm doing therapy twice a week because I have a torn rotator cuff. Those um, are those cup, the cupping, right? The cupping yeah, that you're getting so on cupping, that. Yeah. It's called mechanoreceptors. People think it opens up blood flow. It's just activating. So everything kind of yeah. reconnects again. Mm -hmm. um, and it's my buddy who's the AEW, uh, one of the head trainers there that I oh, connect with Kenny nice. Omega. Uh, so he's the best of the best. And, you know, he fixed my ankle after the ankle uh, torn Achilles tendon and stuff. So uh, physical therapy is important. I tell people... Yeah chiropractor all that stuff you'll feel so much better Dude. um so just focused I mean, on that and getting better before ceo because you know how we don't stop moving for a weekend yeah, yeah. Sure. i mean uh i saw all the stories that you talked about on twitter about the car accident and everything like that i mean you're a hero you like caught your dog like and like saved tifa and everything so like I mean, I'm I'm so glad that you and the dog are okay. Honestly, you know it's like, you know it's the craziest when I think about it because it took like 48 hours before I was getting like PTSD of getting hit from behind. Right. Just uh -huh. imagine driving beautiful day 11 in the morning and then boom 90 mile an hour Dodge Challenger and my life actually flashed before my eyes mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. until between catching Tifa and hitting the barricade, that's when I like snapped back into reality. So it was almost like that slow motion they talk. It was just a yeah. weird feeling. And the only reason I jumped out of the car as fast as I could, the people, the witnesses like pulled over, like get out of the car. The gas is leaking. I'm thinking my car is about to blow up because it's a, you know, a race car. It's a fast car. So oh, I'm like, literally, if you guys want to see Jabalian crying bitch mode, I'm literally come on Tifa, let's go, babe. You know, like mm. getting out and my arm was fucked. I couldn't move it. And I had to hold her. I had to hold her so she wouldn't run into the freaking highway. Uh, yeah, you know, and yeah, then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got out and all the witnesses looked at me like, are you okay? And I'll never forget the face of one of the guys driving that car. He literally, the car, their car was like 50 feet away. He was 10 feet away from my car because it was the lowest jump point from the bridge to get away. But Jeez. it didn't hit me because, you know, my mind is like, A, am I and my dog okay? B, are the other people okay? C, oh, I got hit from behind. I'm about to become a millionaire. D, <laughs> shit, the car's stolen. The guy ran away. There goes C. Like, it was just <laughs> Dude, the I mean, worst. So... 
just 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 to kind of add to this, I mean, my last car got totaled when it got rear-ended as well, and yeah. like, and it, that guy only hit me like at thirty miles an hour, forty miles an hour, and that slammed me into the car in front of me. And you know, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but shout-outs to car crumple zones. Holy oh, yeah. crap, those things work really well. Like the middle of my car was like fine, but I know exactly what you mean. Like I can still remember the moment of seeing the car about to smash into me. You know what I mean? And like I yeah. said, it wasn't even going that fast for you. I mean, that's got to be absolutely. Couldn't even prepare for it. It was yeah. wild. How literally everything's fine. Then just boom out of nowhere. Um, so it just, uh, yeah, you know, I'm recovering, you know, luckily no serious damage. And it was nice. You know how it is when something bad happens, everyone reaches out to you and you really feel good. And a lot of people from AEW at the top reached out to me. Like, are you okay? Kenny was the first person to text me and check on me. Um, so a lot of uh, good people, my family, it's funny. My family were all out of town. So I've been seeing someone and she came and took care of me and took me to the ER and everything. So that was really nice of her. Uh, And just it was just a wild day to to experience that while my brothers were on a cruise that I was supposed to be on and I canceled. (laughs) My parents were in Vegas that weekend, so I couldn't like call anybody from the family. Um, But, you know, here I am recovering and I'm glad you're all right, dude. Yeah, 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 man, you look good. Show must go on. You can't take a break from being a T.O., right? That's right. Uh, there, There was no like like major physical damage it's all pretty minor like for yourself yeah, I had and neck everything. and lower back but all the therapies fixing it up but i mean good, if anybody good. i'm not trying to toot my own horn but for the last year i've been in the gym almost every day and if i was not like bigger up top right. then my shoulder my bones probably would have been cracked um, oh dude so... i would not have made that out of this accident <laughs> yeah no i mean <laughs> my, my arm straight up would have flown off yeah <laughs> you're, no. you're talking about tearing a rotator cuff it i have a torn Harry rotator cuff and i'm just like yeah i got out i'll never forget one of the witnesses this girl she looked at me like are you okay i'm like what happened like just walking <laughs> with my dog you know and but, so i mean, I mean like, it hurt so so they didn't oh, catch the guys then right the guys they caught one of them they're still investigating so the police reports have not been filed it could take up to 30 days which is about now um so i i call the detective and every he's like yeah we don't have any new updates but we have the other one in custody and they're you know it's just a, such a it was a part of a bigger like thing that day and i'm like man I mean, it was like I fu- I- it was like freaking fast and the furious then and they, they were like stealing <laughs> cars basically right so it was a bank it started as a bank robbery <gasps> really so, yes and it pisses <laughs> me off because the news story was like and today there was a crime spree where uh these guys the deputies had reported that there was a crash near i4 before they stole another car that crash was on i4 and there's no mention of a dog and a man almost dying in the middle of it you know (laughs) so uh because i knew it was the same story because they had a gps on the media interview or the media page and I remember uh, when Kaylee came to pick me up, I had the GPS of where I was standing on the highway. And they're literally like 10 feet apart, the pictures. Right. So like, yeah, this is definitely the same situation. Um, so, but anyways, Jesus. enough about that. All right. gonna be yep. okay. Again, I'm glad yeah. that you're all right. Let's move yeah, on. Uh, so when, when people come on, I think it's nice to get first to hear about how they got into the FGC in the first place and how, you know, not just that you got into fighting games, but how did you get into the competitive side of things? Yeah, so obviously I had two older brothers when I was young, uh, and they picked up Super Nintendo, ColecoVision. You know, I'm 39 years old now, so I've been around for a while. I remember seeing Street Fighter 1 with the two big buttons and everything. Um, and and when I was 11 years old, and I know you guys hate hearing the story, Blockbuster Video had the Blockbuster Video game. Why did I ask? No, I'm going to shorten it. So Street Fighter 2 Turbo was one of the games. So my brothers went and paid $80 for the cartridge so I could practice. 
And I had discovered the easiest way to get perfects was three fireballs from Ken, jump in fierce punch, fierce punch, DP combo, dizzy him, and then kill him. So I went through the eight first eight rounds of perfecting the the CPU and then getting the highest score in the entire like state. Uh, and because of that game, it was like Tasmanian Star Wars. Those games, my scores, I was like ninth place at the store, 20th place in Ta- Super Star Wars on Super Nintendo. And then Street Fighter just skyrocketed. I mean, you know, that was really like, I love fighting games. Um, so uh, fast forward FGC, right? Uh, so I win that, yada, yada, yada. For over the course of the next five years, I'm in the arcades playing Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Killer Instinct almost weekend, you know, every day after school or in the weekends, whatever, because my sister and mom go to the mall. Um, so 2000 comes around, I'm in college. Uh, my student union has a CVS two machine at the university of central Florida. Uh, and up until that point, I had never really known about SRK. I'd never been to like, you know, the B five series and all that 2008 Evo when SF4 came out was my first Evo. And back in the early two thousands, we had a place in Florida called the fun machine, which was a big place and Rocky's replay, uh, were two of the bigger arcades. And I actually was never in that scene. I was usually at a Malibu Grand Prix. Uh, California used to have a bunch of those back in the day. Uh, just going and playing fighting games. And I used to hustle by using my sister's word processor with a one megabyte memory and typing <laughs> out. I would use my Omar, my oldest brother's prodigy.net to log into the forums and get the fatalities as they were announced or released <laughs> and print them up and go sell them at the arcades for like five, 10 bucks Ooh, just to get wow. tokens. Dude, so, hustling, um, hustling yeah, always. I, I mean, that's how we all are, right? We have crazy stories like that. But uh, so college comes around, and I, for my birthday, I get a gift card to For Your Entertainment, FYE. And I'm like, what game do I buy? I haven't really been playing much, you know, besides like Final Fantasy VII, X, and uh, whatever. And I see CVS2 there on PS2 for like 30 bucks, and I buy it. I had not seen anything about the game online and I go home and I put it in. I'm like, let me play with everybody. You know, I was always a Ryu Balrog boxer or Blanca player in the original Street Fighter 2. And I picked King from SNK and she had like a double fireball and I thought that was top tier. And then, <laughs> yeah, and when I went to college, everyone was playing CVS 2. That's where I met Trent Van Devin, was one of my first mentors. Um, he was actually one of those top eight qualifiers when GameStop had that Street Fighter 4 series with Daigo okay. winning uh, nice. against that Dawson player. And Alex Navarro, James will remember oh, that name. Yeah, yeah. Alex. He he came, he was in Miami coming up to Orlando for a BMW like engineering school. And I let him stay with me for a week and he taught me everything about CVS2. <laughs> Within weeks, I'm going to Gainesville for all these tournaments. I, I got to meet Ricky back then, uh, you know, Arturo, play CVS2 with them and understand the, the higher level of things. 2004 comes we enter the dark ages right i start just playing ddr full-time and working and yeah. uh i was on the srk you guys remember the apex ranking system that we used to use yeah. uh <laughs> where some guys would get an account and host an eight-man tournament in their house until we're like whoa 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 stop cheating for points yeah um <laughs> and then all my friends uh when street fighter 4 came man that's when everything opened up and i'll never forget arcade in a box that arizona stick company mm. i had bought yeah. one and then Hori, I believe it was Hori's The Green Sticks, they made one for Xbox when Hyper Fighting 2 was out on Xbox Arcade. And all I did was play them, like, I missed these games, you know? And then uh, Street Fighter 4 came out and changed the game. We're back in the yeah. forum with all our old buddies that played Third Strike, CVS 2, Marvel 2. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, Street Fighter 4 is awesome, let's play it. We all entered the GameStop tournament. I started hosting locals uh, and competing at the same time and just... It grew from there. A couple years of that, bringing the band back together, as we said, when Street Fighter Four really started everything back up for all of us. And it was just amazing how back then I used to host game nights and we'd have 40, 50 people just playing Street Fighter Four in my house. 
now everyone's playing a million different games, right? right. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was hosting locals because nobody else was in Orlando because I wanted to compete. Calm Warrior David Richardson mm. Uh, mm, yeah. used to host a lot of Orlando tournaments after I had moved on from college. And then when I kind of came back, he kind of started moving on and moving to the West Coast and work. Yeah. Uh, and just I kind of took back the mantle and hosting more tournaments and just history from that, just playing with, uh, you know, that. And final round was my first outside of Florida tournament back in 2000, the year of the, the game came out. And I think I got 17th place uh, in Street oh, Fighter nice. 4. And I was like, you know what? I, I, I've got, I always told Knuckle Dew, CJ Truth, go to other tournaments. That's how you level up. And now look where they ended up, right? right. Um, and just was hosting tournaments and helped grow the Florida scene. And now it, it's it's... Besides COVID, it was heading in the best direction ever. We were becoming one of the biggest places for locals and stuff. Um, well, well, and we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But I'm I'm yeah. curious, what what about fighting games made you fall in love with them in that way? Was it something about the strategy, or or what what was the hook? I think it's the pushing buttons, man. We all get addicted to the pushing buttons, but like the, the, the physicality of it. Exactly. And the arcade, it was just a, a hobby that grew into something more, right? I mean, now I run fighting game tournaments for a living with DreamHack, ESL, and CEO. Yeah. Um, but it was the games and the camaraderie, obviously, meeting people. Um, and just had to be, became best friends with all my friends. And I was actually a very, very shy guy in college and high school. I was like the media assistant uh, in I the don't believe library. <laughs> hey, I was too. Yo, I was too. I get it. Assistant. I get. It's yeah. totally possible to go from being shy to being outgoing. It's completely yeah. possible. So, outgoing my... and Jabali are two different things. Come on, let's <laughs> right. be uh -huh. serious right now. Uh, but no, I just I was a shy kid, and then uh, fighting games opened me up. Had all my yeah. friends from mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. uh, and then just just the friends you meet, man. We Dude. have met so many cool people I... in this industry. And now look, I got to meet, you know, like Kenny Omega through wrestling because of fighting games. One of my best friends for the last five years got to get into the wrestling world because of fighting games, like how much it's tied up. And we always talk about, we want fighting games to be million dollar pro tours, all that stuff. And now look, obviously they're still heading towards that direction. Um, but just pushing buttons, man, it's addicting. And I love, okay. loved over the years beating people. Cause like, why is a TO beating me? And it would piss people off so much. So I had yeah. people in college going like, I quit. Jabali's just a wall and I fucking hate it. And I'm like, yeah, so, oh, can you keep <laughs> I mean, curse I'm... on the show? Yeah, 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 you're good. Oh, yeah. cool, cool. All right, anyways, so yeah, just, I, I was, I naturally became good by learning from the better players. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, how do you get good? I'm like, you really got to put in time. And when I would teach Knuckle Do CJ Truth and play with people that weren't new to fighting games, I would always go to training mode sit there and go show me your best damaging combo if the player was stunned right and that's kind of gives you an idea of where they think or how to punish and all that stuff and just uh just fun man well, and, how, and... how did you uh, how did ceo start but then also what in your <laughs> mind what in your mind was the reason that it became as big as it did because it became big pretty quickly honestly yeah, ceo uh, started because of yeah. how a lot of things started <laughs> yeah uh things get canceled and people got to take the mantle um i mean i was already doing monthlies and i actually had no intention of doing anything as big as like a final round or nec or ecc at the time uh because i didn't have the means to i just wanted to play yeah. But it just grew, and then that opportunity, the whole history of... And I'm glad Supercombo.gg brought back the forums because there's the thread of when that game event canceled and yeah. when I took over and created CEO. So, so uh, I mean, so people... I mean, there was someone who was promising to do a big event in Florida. You know, we're going to do all this crazy stuff. Did they actually... prize pool. <laughs> yeah, did they uh, actually ahead, take registrations and disappear? Or I forget. It was... Yes. Um, it wasn't a lot. I think he only had like 150 people 
people signed up at the time, but mm -hmm. it was the whole like, yeah, Daigo and all those guys are coming. And I have an email with Seth Killian that yeah. never existed, yeah. uh, you know, and, you know, and he seemed nice. And he's like, Alex, you, you host these events. Can you help me? And I helped him. I didn't vouch for the guy completely. But once he canceled, we were like, what are we going to do? Some people are still coming. And that's when I connected to the Melee community because uh, I also played Melee back in the early 2000s as well. Uh, before Fox ruined the game for me. Uh, and then Men and Night and Brawl, but I can go on forever there. Uh, so he canceled it and just, you know, put it together. And my goal was just run a good Florida tournament, bring the guys together. We had like 300 people in our first year. And I wouldn't say Florida was the back black sheep, but back in that day, it was, you know, New York, Chinatown Fair, California, Sunnyvale, uh, Golfland, and Texas were the big three. Right. Everything else in the country didn't matter, right? Uh, Midwest had Midwest MWC and stuff, and that was growing. Uh, and Florida had nothing. We were just like, we had like three good players at the time. Navarro. Um, I'll never forget one of the first CVS2 Miami turns I went to before Flash started growing and getting good at everything was first place Alex Navarro, second place Alex Walbert, third place Alex Jabaley, like all Alex's in the top three, <laughs> uh, you know, and Valle on the West Coast. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to do a good event. But once that event ended, I looked at my best friend Orlando and I'm like, hey, I think we should do something bigger because this was a venue we found in like three weeks time, uh, a fairgrounds, 10,000 square foot, just box. The AC broke on Saturday. It was miserable oh, for everyone no. inside um, June, middle of June. Hey, kitty. Um, and so <laughs> just, you know, it, I did it the first year. Everyone was so amazing to help out. We didn't have yeah. a gaming generation back then. It was the community. Right. I mean, because it was largely that after the guy just dipped you like everybody there was kind of sad. And so you were like, you know what? I need to step up and do something and make sure that, you know, almost kind of like a way to make up for it. And that's kind of where CEO came from. Right. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get Daigo or any of those guys, unfortunately, but one of the goals I set was because at the time Daigo went to Evo and that was really it in America. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, fast forward 2013, like 50 Japanese players are out. Um, <laughs> and my goal, uh, the third year was get Daigo out there. And that's when Daigo came out. And then we could go on and hold well, another how did that show. Happen? I just, I'm just curious how, how yeah. in your mind did it go from being a thing that you're running because something else failed to being a big event. And honestly, three years, maybe pretty fast. Yeah, uh, it felt really good, honestly, because everyone was right away comparing it to like, this could be as big as Evo one day or and that is a good feeling. And I actually kind of like pressure in terms of that. Like, I always want to put on the best event at the time. Keats was a huge mentor to me. We were on aim every day about UFGT and how he runs things. And he taught me a lot before I met Rick, even uh, from Combo Breaker. And I just wanted to do the best event I could. And people came out and they loved being a part of it. And that just it was always organic. A lot of people have always hit me up, go, Hey, I'm a big fan of you. I want to do my first event, but I want it to be huge. I'm like, no, 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 no. That doesn't work like that in the scene. Right. It's like organic and growth. Um, but it just, it snowballed because back then all we had was final round ECC, you know, Evo ECT, uh, with sweet Johnny cage, who also helped me a lot in the early days. And then that was it. So there was only like five events. Now you've got so many right before COVID happened. Uh, but I'm lucky I was at a good timing. Like if I had started CEO like a couple years ago, it would not be obviously where it is today. Yeah. Um, and just, just, I learned, I went to every, I've been to nine Evos. I went and just to learn as a player and also learn how the intricacies of the event worked. Uh, and I tell people, like, if you want to get good as a TO, you go to other events. Otherwise you're never, if you just think your way is the only way you're going to fail instantly. Um, and just, you know, I have fun doing it guys. You know that I, I you know, I like to be a part yeah. of the wrestling stuff and the tournaments and the special, uh, because end of the day, fighting games is what, uh, gives me joy these days. So you were able to 
you know, build CEO, you're able to work for ESL and, and all these other brands, uh, you know, everything's going well as a TO and then COVID hits. How did that affect you? What, what, how, how do you, as a prof, literally a professional tournament organizer, how yeah. does one survive during COVID? What happened? You know, at first, like right when it really was just like two cases, you're like, oh, this will be fine. It'll go away. Like, you know, we had the Ebola scare yep. a couple of years ago and I'm, and I had an event the same week that, you know, leading oh, up right. to CO Dreamland. <laughs> I was the last TO before COVID to have an offline event. Um, and still to this day in the year 2020, that was top five largest FGC events of the year. So congrats me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it counts. Anyways, no, uh, it was scary as shit because I was doing the Dreamland. And if I had an easy way to cancel that event and not lose hundreds of, you know, like $100,000 yeah. at the hotel, I would yeah. have done it. But because right. the hotel's like, we haven't shut down and I'm out there tweeting like, guys, I'm going to go through with this. Let's just sanitize, be safe as possible before we really understood COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, if Disney's still open, I'm going to, you know, if Disney's not shutting down, then I'm not going to shut down. Guess what shuts down day one of CEO Dreamland, mm. Disney World. Yep. Uh, so, and like, <laughs> honestly, it almost, it almost destroyed CEO financially, like 900 refunds I had to give out. A lot of people didn't want to come. It draw and it was yeah. shaping up to be a really big event for Smash. And just everyone, you know, right reasons didn't come. But the people that did come, I'll never forget. I had moms like, thank you so much for doing this. I don't know what's gonna happen next, but we were glad to be able to come into an event. So mentally it was rewarding. Physically and emotionally, it was just draining because yeah. yeah, financially. And then I was like, Well, I'm gonna have to see how this plays out for a month. And then CEO gets delayed till December. I'm thinking, you know, December could work. Because none of us thought this would go as long as it did, right? It's 2021, 2020. Oh, we yeah, we're coming up with two years, baby. Yeah. yeah, you know, we have all the communication in the world, but we just had bad leadership, but let's not go down that path. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I had to learn to live with it, and, and I was able to get out of the other contracts easily, Because, but CEO had already started registration. I had about 1,500 registrations I had to refund as well. And I don't know if you guys have ever run a tournament at a large scale. When you have to sit there clicking buttons, it literally took me about... <laughs> 200 hours to get through it all uh, <laughs> over the course of like two weeks. Um, and then sure. everything started canceling. But as a TO, it was rough, guys. You know that. But that's when I was like, you know what? Now I have more time, content creation, you know, use the channel to my benefit, grow the YouTube, all that stuff. So that kind of kept me going. And I got to thank DreamHack, man. They didn't lay us off. Thank God. We yeah. started doing online tournaments, online events. So that honestly, if it wasn't for DreamHack, I probably would have had to quit as a TO and just go back to like a serving job or something fun, you know, <laughs> something less stressful. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if it wasn't for it, that, I would have to improve my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. I'd have to actually make at least minimum wage. No, uh, right. no, CO does well. People always like TOs don't make money. Everything that CO makes goes back into making CO a bigger and better event. Right. I, I do make a little bit of money of it, but if it wasn't for DreamHack, then I would suffer. I would definitely right. and, and not again, be in a good know, place. That's one of the big things that people have to... I don't know why there's that stigma out there if a TO makes money. Oh, they're the devil. Like, I don't get that. You know, like, they have to get something out of it. Otherwise, they can't yeah. keep doing it. So I keep meaning <laughs> to make a, like, article where it's, like, one column is, like, all the things a TO thinks about. Then the next column, all the things a player thinks about. Player, flight, food, hotel, my game. TO, 3,000 people, 20 staff rooms, 400, <laughs> you know, document, like all this, just a whole comparison sheet, right? right. Um, because they're, and we should do a summit of some kind where it's, 
20 TOs, 20 players. The players have to run the tournament. The TOs get to play <laughs> just to see, just to show them how much different it is. Uh, but, I love Lucy episode. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, uh, from a professional side, seeing like Capcom Pro Tour step up and still do events for the community. Uh, Tongue's in the back. He keeps talking shit in the chat. Tongue, stop it or I'll fire you again. All right. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, back to like, you know, COVID sucked for all of us guys, obviously. And you guys, yeah. you know, you lost a lot of opportunities and just to see that. And now two years later, we're here and hopefully things are starting to come back. Um, but Knock it just, yeah. it was tough for a lot of us. Um, me, you know, Evo having to cancel how many people, and it's not just the TOs, the opportunities for the players, the staff, the commentators, yeah. you know, the hotels lost so much money in the oh, state yeah. of Florida. Um, oh, so geez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everywhere, everywhere. Now, Lost. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. Let and, me and ask to give you, you an example. Yeah, go oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep well, going. I was gonna say, uh, pre-COVID, CEO uh, 2019 had 42 countries represented. You mm -hmm. know, 6,000 total uh, FGC. Then the rest was a part of the Wrestling Fighter Fest show. CEO this year is at 3,000 attendees, maybe 120 internationals because of COVID, and like right. 12 countries represented. So, but the right. good news is seeing a lot of players go into content creation or go only to the pro tour events that fly them out and stuff. Um, a lot of new faces guys. So we need to be prepared for that new generation of fighting game players. Yeah. Um, uh, look, and it's exciting. CEO is coming up in December. It's yep. a month, month and a half. At, a from month. This exactly. Point. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Month, early December even. Day. Yeah. Uh, so talk to me about how planning is going for that. Florida has some weird laws, uh, that are a big bummer if you're trying to run a safe event. So yeah. how are you dealing with that? And then how is the community responding to what's going on? Uh, so we launched registration June 5th or 6th, right? Uh, I did it on the 10 year anniversary of the very first CEO, the day that tournament started, um, which I usually do registration like four or five months out. I think anything more than six is just pushing it because people people's plans will change, right? Um, right? So when I launched that registration, nobody in the history of the FGC would think 3000 tickets would sell in 20 hours. Like you guys were a part of that and seeing everyone go nuts. And I'm just right. like yep. tweeting. And usually as a TO, you're like, nobody's going to believe me. These many tickets sold down. Like, why is this full in two minutes? You know? Um, so at first, like, this is exciting because in June, we all thought things were going to get better before the Delta was a word. Yeah, sure um, did. And, you know, I was ready obviously for December. I thought December would be a good time. The weather's beautiful down here. Uh, the hotel was wide available for me to do that. And it was originally Siotaku and I switched the contract over to uh, December because I thought September was too soon uh, with everything going on. And so, you know, that happened. Then the Delta happens uh, and things go to shit. Fortunately, things are actually really getting on the better side across the globe. And I pray to God it stays that way for all of us. Yeah. Um, but a lot of refunds, I'll be honest. I was at like 3,400 uniques. We're down to about 3,200, which is not a big loss. Yeah. But there was over like 700 refunds I have done, and I think I have the best refund policy in the business. I have to keep $20 now from each registration because if they signed up six months ago, that's all those PayPal fees I've lost. I've ordered a bunch of stuff for the event already, so to give a full complete is bad. But name an event, a lot of events don't even give you anything back. Um, but I understood from a business point, you know, COVID's still a thing. But for those 800 people, 600 new people signed up, and now we're actually going to raise a couple caps because uh, a couple games dropped down. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, planning the hotel sold out the first day. It's still sold out. Uh, a couple multiple hotels are sold out nearby. So people are excited and it's all like new faces. 
I see, you know, I, I read everyone's Twitter, obviously, and I see players like, I'm canceling everything for CO, I'm not going, making a big deal out of it, right? To make it seem like the event's canceled itself. It's not. <laughs> but seeing, you know, people sign up and go, this is my first event, I'm excited, just as a, it's a good thing. So preparing is, we're doing like normal. We're, uh, you know, Rick and Puna, we're doing all the branding. And I have, I have nine great sponsors this year that are excited to be at the event. Um, you know, and times have changed, right? Like we had nine pro tours in 2019. We have zero this year. Which is also a plus. It's all my own streams and the community streams. So there's revenue there. <laughs> uh, but it, the Pro Tours were a huge reason that CEO grew to what it was. Uh, I don't see us having that, the p- usual suspects in the top eights. But again, it's a shift in the times. I was actually talking to Maximilian about this recently of like the, the older players become content creators or move on and do stuff from behind the scenes. And then the newer generation comes. We got to give them that opportunity. Uh, and so I'm excited to do that. But everything is going according to plan. We're just. That crunch mode, right? It's been two years since the last event. We're still waiting until the last damn month to order everything, right? Um, so, but we'll have six streams. We're gonna have six great streams for the event. I'm bringing back the wrestling ring. I'm bringing back the great yeah. branding and production we're doing. Entrances will be there. Uh, we're requiring masks. So in the state of Florida, vaccine passports, that's all fluff, guys. I do hate our governor. You can quote me on that. But um, a lot of the news that comes out is just political things to make sure he doesn't win, which I hope is the case. But it's just, you know, a lot of the things as an organizer, as a private event, the venue lets you dictate what you do within your own uh, okay, venue. Good, good, uh, good, good. And I will tell you, if I did not announce vaccination requirements or negative tests to give those people that don't want to get vaccinated for health reasons or personal, um, I think a lot more people will be asking for refunds. But the moment I announced that, more people registered, more people felt uh, more comfortable. Okay. Absolutely. And, nice. and I sure. knew that was the right call, right? I do it for the community. I, you guys yeah. know I'm Listen, Bailey, I'm vaccinated, but yeah. I don't want to go to a COVID Nazis event who's going to tell me if I need to be vaccinated. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet oh, and I laughed dude, there's very been hard. Way worse than I laughed that email. Very hard. There's been emails that I can make a coffee table book that would make your you head should. spin. You I should. Know. I would be. I would buy that. Fifty bucks, easy. I would buy uh, that. <laughs> Uh, but you know, uh, our goal is to run a safe event. You know, I wish I had a bigger venue. Cause that's the one thing I think about that's going to not, ha- it doesn't, ha- I don't think about it anymore, but if I didn't have that 3000 person cap, who knows how high those registrations could have gone. Right. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine five, the trajectory it was on, it could have been six, 7,000 people signing yeah, up. And true. then, uh, so it, it, it's good news for all of us. You know, frosty Faustings is going to do great. Lots of smash events have already happened. People are making their own decisions if they want to go. Just get vaccinated, man. Take precautions and, you know, hope for the best. And I think you'll be okay. Um, and yeah, no canceling. People are like, are you going to cancel? Like, dude, there's no, you know, I can't. Because can't, I would just, right. I, yeah. no, it's not that I can't. I would disappoint the 3,000 people what that mm. really want to go. So, yeah, right. you know, and I would also go broke and probably retire and go get a serving. <laughs> yeah. <job>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I, mean, I, I, I know we're out of time here. I did want to ask yeah. another thing, though, because one of my favorite things about a lot of the FGC events out there has been the fact that they've been able to incorporate one of their passions outside of the FGC into the event. Like I love what LI Joe does with ECT and the music and everything like that. You were one of the first people to do that with the wrestling ring and, you know, with the intros and everything like that. And then it grew to the point where you actually had the NJPW event at your, at your tournament. Like, I just want to know, like, 
what how did that feel like being able to have the njpw there one to give someone like ringe and logan like the chance to commentate something like that as their dream and two for you to actually wrestle in there and then finally did it hurt when you got dropped on all those buttons i mean seriously uh, <laughs> uh so the buttons and the table was the second year with fighter fest and aew that's right uh, yeah. you know i honestly didn't appreciate the hard work that kenny took to make it happen and get new Japan to sign on. Uh, it was, it was a tough show to put on seg and our esports production did it all ourselves. Right. I didn't have the actual company doing it. It felt amazing though. Obviously I was on so many painkillers because of my broken, uh, my I, torn Achilles tendon. Mm -hmm. I delayed the freaking surgery until a week after. So I could run the event. I, uh, they're like, Hey, you get surgery, you know, you'll be back to normal in you know, six months to a year. I'm like, can we postpone that? I have a, my biggest event ever, you know, first year in Daytona. Um, but, that show was one of the, with 2,500 people was the biggest non WWE show in Florida in years, which was a huge, to me, I'm like, if it's not a sellout, it's not good. But Kenny's like, dude, you don't know what you've really just accomplished, but to go from <laughs> that and then have AEW take over and put on their whole show and have a great production and work with, you know, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, the young bucks, his friends in the industry was just such a huge 180 uh, in terms of, uh, it became so much bigger. And if it wasn't for that year with Seglia and everyone involved putting it together, our community running the wrestling show, but then letting the big dogs come in and that was AEW's second pay-per-view and now look how big they are, right? Um, so, and I, I go to their shows when I can and they still treat me like family. It's, it's such a good feeling that you guys will always shit on me for the rest of my life. That's fine. But when I go to these wrestling sh in a good way, to uh, David, don't worry. Uh, but like, <laughs> McAfee or McAfee? Yeah, but when I went to AEW and they treated me like just totally like on the same level as them putting on and organizing stuff was the best feeling I've ever had. Uh, and just, you know, Kenny changed my life physically with the gym and all that. But I really wish 2020 was not the year that everything went to shit because that was going to be 10 times bigger and better. Uh, and we hope to uh, bring it back. But I think we're all right. going to be OK and uh, bounce back and do something bigger and better. So you have plans for a AEW collaboration as well, right? So not officially, but we, we talk about ideas and okay, uh, okay, they're working cool, on cool. a console game that I, I may or may not have some input on. Uh, and that are I you going to really... be in another vid video game? I think that's what you're five. telling me. Yeah, suck it. Uh, anyways, Jesus fucking uh, no, but I'm excited for that because it will be one of the best wrestling games since No Mercy. Uh, and Kenny cares more about that game than anything else right now. Oh, uh, but anyways, right. yeah. uh, okay. so and they've okay. revealed stuff, so I can kind of say those parts. But uh, I'm just excited for the future of AEW. I'm excited for the more crossing over. They keep doing those Street Fighter AEW shirts that are killing it. They're doing so well. Um, so and the crossover to end this was. It was always there. We all loved, you know, WWE and uh, NWO back in the late 90s. And that's why I did the crossover because everyone liked it. They liked the entrances. Yipes is probably one of the pioneers of a cool entrance until K Brad, all that stuff. Right. Um, and it just worked. But I think we're all entering a new era uh, and time for some new ideas and, uh, and cool stuff. But also to keep the beauty of what makes FGC great is just end of the day, people coming together to push buttons. All right, man. Thanks a lot for coming on and chatting with us. It's been very cool. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. I, I always uh, ask everybody yeah. this question, too, where they come up with their handle, but yours is just your last name, right? Yeah. No, so. no, no, no. He's not getting off easy. Where did Google my name come from? Oh, um, better, better. That's a great story. So Google my name is still my Xbox and PSN gamer tags. 
early 2000s, I w- when I was a DDR player, I went to a tournament in Atlanta with some friends. That was a DDR tournament, not fighting games. And they had a Street Fighter cab. And I started destroying everybody. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And one of my buddy, my buddy goes, go Google his name. And it literally just struck. I'm like, Google my name. And I'll never forget when I signed that shit up on Xbox. Every time I played Call of Duty, like, who the F are you? I, I, I Googled your name. I can't find it. Like, just all kinds of shit. Uh, but I still think it's one of the greatest tags of all time. Congratulations. Oh, and then switch to Jabali because why not? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I do a couple shout outs? Oh, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, CEO Gaming, guys, honestly, we have a lot. We have, we have a cool couple announcements during the show. So, just that's all I'm going to say. So, I'm excited to usher in the new year with some cool stuff in the fighting game world. Uh, Dreamhack Anaheim, I'll be back on the West Coast, guys, to hire you guys. So, stay Sweet. tuned for that. February 11th to 13th. Um, so, planning that out and then just yeah uh thanks for the support and i'm glad that you guys are doing well and everything and i hope we'll all get back to doing what we do and uh make some money for it to make up for two years of lost income all right but buddy. more, more uh, importantly yeah. glad that you're doing well physically and more importantly, so, yeah. more importantly all i could think about is like if i died who's going to give all those people back their money for ceo <laughs> more importantly than Jabali, um, i'm glad that tifa's doing okay yes oh, you want you want to see her you want to meet her yes, real quick yes please please can i sorry i got a little too excited about that yeah you were real pumped about that hey it's a dog all right she's very cute it's a beautiful dog say hi tifa speak hi tifa there you go all right dude she's so adorable (laughs) all right she's adorable she's adorable dude all right later alex thanks for coming on good night of course all right, get out of the Discord call too. You're still in there. I see bye. you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, what a cute uh, dog! What a cute dog. <sighs> anyway, now my nephew knows what jabated is. So congratulations, everybody. Uh, let's move there on to the next There's one. There's the real life jabated. Yeah, I can tell my cousin that I know who. I'm very jibated. proud of all three of us for not bringing that up. By the way, yeah, I was absolutely going to not do that. Yeah. 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 No, no way. <laughs> yeah. I still remember one time. I think it was a. Uh, one of the Brooklyn beatdowns, like we were like, cause there's a CSGO tournament there and people were standing in line with a bunch of cheerfuls. And there was one of them with the big old Jabali face on there. And I was like, this person doesn't even know what who Jabali is. Nope, they sure don't. It's pretty weird uh, times. All right, let's move on to five, five matchup where of course we take questions from you. And we let you also vote on which ones we talk about. Look, the, I flashed the questions early on in the stream. So we're going to just vote on them now, starting now. So people you really probably... got to stop flashing people, James. Yeah, We've I talked know. about All right. Mm. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here's the things. Here's All right. The things. And James is going to be setting up a poll whilst I read them out. Number one, would a fighting game that releases more characters and faster, like every three to four weeks each, but the characters aren't as new or original, do better than current games who release new and unique characters but on longer time spans. Two, a new fighting game comes out with a broken character in it. How much time would you give the community to figure out how to play against it before banning it from tournaments? Most curious in the context of 2021, where information spreads quickly and emergency patches happen. Three, Yipes and Friends did a can opener with MVCI, which is last week, a game generally shunned by the FGC. Still, the event was very successful. Do you think people avoid engaging publicly with a fighting game that they like, but that the FGC is antipathetic to, uh, anyway, to steer clear from the negativity? <laughs> Four, 
Alter David's talked about the difficulty of commentating foregone matchups before, but are there any drastically imbalanced matchups that are fun or interesting to commentate? Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, there you go. The poll should be set up. You can type in exclamation mark one, two, three, or four. For subscribers, you can actually vote more than once. So uh, get your votes in right now, and we'll see how this goes down. I'll usually just kind of watch the trends of how this is going before I decide which one that we're going to do. And so currently the trends are pretty clear, but we don't have very many votes in here yet. Get your votes in there, everybody. Make it happen. Jeez. Come on. <laughs> you excited there, David? I don't know. Make it happen. Vote, 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 vote. It's like uh, four and three are pretty, pretty far ahead. Yeah, four and three are pretty far ahead. Three is catching up to four right now. So I'm going to give it a little bit. Well, we need the top two, right? Well, so uh, we just had a big old shift over here. So they're tied now. Uh, Are we only doing, we're only doing one five, five matchup? We're only doing doing two. Oh, we're only doing one. Oh, wow. We're only okay. doing one. Yeah, we're only doing oh, one today. Doing yeah, we, we did have last week off. We didn't do it last week, so I guess we have more news and stuff than usual. That's true. All right. That's true. So I'm going to give 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and done. Number three is the winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think people avoid with the antipathetic? I mean, it makes sense that that's an adjective. I've just never seen it before that I can recall. But like have antipathy for? Sure. I guess. Seems seems plausible. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Makes sense mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Doosh, there, here we go. So let's go. We have... Uh... Topic number four, on his background, CEO's, damn it. So, do you think people avoid, so the whole question is, Yipes and Friends did a can opener with MVCI, a game generally shunned by the FC, FGC. Still, the event was very successful. Do you think people avoid engaging publicly with a fighting game that they like, but that the FGC is anti and antipathetic to, to steer clear from the negativity? Well, I've done it, so probably other people have too. Uh, and for me, that has come with primarily NRS games, but for a while with Street Fighter V as well. When I first, when Street Fighter V first came out, I thought it was fine. It wasn't my favorite game of all time, but like I liked it. In Season 3 or whenever they did Arcade Edition, I officially really liked the game at that point. And... It was not like a common opinion to go on Twitter and be like, at the time, to go on Twitter and be like, I really like this game. So I didn't do it. And coward. Well, I mean, I eventually did it. But yeah, partly was because there was a lot of negativity about it. And I just, you know, I had my opinion and I was like, well, I don't know if I need to have this out there. Yeah, eventually I did talk about it. Other people talked about it too. It wasn't just me. And for NRS games, like, I really like. MK11, it's honestly one of my favorite fighting games. Sometimes I don't talk about it as much as I think that I would if on Twitter there were people who were talking about it in a more positive light. Like if I had, if if there were people who would like reply or who I could reply to either way that 
where we could have like an interesting conversation about something without somebody popping in being like, hey, guys, put in Shaggy or whatever nonsense, right? <laughs> or or this this game sucks. If only you guys should be talking about MKX. Why are we talking about this? That comes up a lot of the time that I just want to talk about a game that I like. And so honestly, I don't do it as much as I otherwise would. I'm, I'm the sure. opposite of you. I'm 100% the opposite of you. If if you follow me on Twitter and I like a game, I'm talking about it. I don't give a shit if you like it or not. Unfollow me, bud. That's this is this is what you get when you hit the follow button. If I like Marvel Infinite, I'm going to talk about Marvel Infinite. If I like Grand Blue Versus, I'm going to I don't care what anyone, you know. I, I I feel like everyone should be that way. I feel like you should not give a shit what the next guy has to say about the game that you it's like. It's just a like, question you, of having uh, it's just a question of of how much how much negativity do you want to see or deal with? Um, well, no, I, I mean I understand. That's that's kind of where I was going with that is. Yeah. You, you you should, you know, not care what people think. But very obviously, you're, you're going to. Because I mean, it, ha- it has an impact, you know, honestly. Yeah. Axiom, I, I, axiom, axiom. That's not even true because I haven't blocked you. So you can hold that up. <laughs> I mean, you one thing. Troll. I, will, I will say one thing, though. I mean, it does get different. I mean, again... Like, I'm not trying to say this as a troll. I'm not trying to say this as as trying to talk shit or something like that. But when you do get up to, like, 50K followers and shit like that, like, it starts to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, what, what, are, what are you at? You're well beyond me now. Me? Yeah. I've been stuck at, like, 71, 71 Yeah, you're K. way ahead of me. Oh, yeah, or me. I'm stuck I'm at, at 71K. <laughs> I'm at, like, 40, 45 or so. And I, okay. and I feel, having talked with other people who are who have more Twitter followers than me, it seems like there's some threshold that you, I think, are beyond at this point where um, it, Twitter becomes a lot less nice and useful, right? Like, I'm, I'm at the margin of, like, sometimes it sucks, but a lot of times it's fine. But where you are, I, I definitely think it gets to the place where it's, it's Yeah, and, and it, does, it does affect you. And, and it's funny, too, uh, regarding your story, David, I remember season three because I was still kind of really anti Street Fighter five at that point. And I always, always remember you were always very positive about the game and we would have debates on it on the Tuesday show about Street Fighter five stuff. I mean, needless to say, right now, I, I actually legit love the game. Like, I legit love the game. And I think it took me moving away from Cammy <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. find that because I wasn't playing Street Fighter five. I was still trying to play her like Street Fighter 4, and that just doesn't work in that game. Learning another character taught me how to play Street Fighter 5 properly. But yeah, I mean, back to the original question. I mean, I do talk about whatever I I want to talk about, but I I tell you, man, like it, it comes back to bite me a lot of the times. It really does. Like a lot of times I'll say something. I mean, dude, some tweets that I don't even mean to have them be a big talking point. Just like go, like I retweeted some guy doing some KOF 13 combo and he looks at the camera and he's like, yeah, you know, like some Japanese player who did like this thing and just like easy, like you could tell he just, this super hard combo he's done a bunch of times. And I was like, how can you not enjoy execution in fighting games? Man, this is so cool. That tweet exploded, and like there was like million, like I'm that was like maybe five days ago. I'm still responding to people talking about that tweet at this point. You know, I tweeted out after the Daigo match. I was like, "How can you not love fighting games?" You know, like that was just me, just like man, that was a great match. And then I just started getting responses all over the place. Well, the problem with fighting games are well, the problem with fighting games are da 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 da, and it's just like. 
it's sounds wild. like engagement to me. Sounds yeah. like I can get some get it's, some get some brands on my side of that type but, of engagement. I don't know, man. I think but, it's fine. There's also sometimes where you'll just tweet something and then people just take it the wrong way and it just that goes is true. I, completely yeah, that, that true. the wrong direction, which I didn't mean at all whatsoever. And a lot of times it's when I try to use Twitter like a normal person. That always happens the most when I just decide to tweet a goofy joke and then everybody just comes after you and it's like it's... When I made the tweet about the Japan versus U.S. Guilty Gear 10v10, holy <laughs> I was crap. Just about, I was just about to say, <sighs> yeah, maybe making fun of an entire scene isn't the just holy a normal joke for crap. a 70k follower account. Yeah, I was not expecting that to happen at all, okay? That was definitely, and I even was trying to be like, I was just being joking and like this is what you do on team tournaments like you talk shit on team tournaments that's always been my belief and dude that thing went south so all fast. right all right all right all right so <laughs> i mean i'm telling as far you as, man as far as do people avoid engaging publicly with a fighting game they like that the fgc doesn't like to steer clear of negativity that definitely happens yeah I think and mvci I think is that's for sure MVCI i don't is i don't one of the biggest if, ones Honestly, it well, is. Maybe I think I think that's part of it, but I am not at all convinced that it's all of it, or even maybe, yeah, maybe I, most of it. If uh, you would have asked me two years ago or, or a year into the game, if I thought that the game got memed to death, I would be like, yeah, it deserved better. But now, two years after that, I really, I actually think it kind of deserved what it got. I don't think it's a very good competitive game. So. Well, <laughs> you know, but that's, that's a different thing. Time. But now that's MVCI different. Now, fans right? are going to steer clear of the Tuesday show. I mean, that, uh, I, I don't make it a you know a, a I know, thing I that know. I don't like the game anymore. I did at one point. I really around. liked it. Uh, we, you and but, I you played know. it a bunch online. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really liked the game at first. Yeah, me too. Um, as far as uh, I just don't know that I don't really think that this is like the death of a game or not. Right? If if the idea is that like, look, MVCI came back. Uh, for, well, it's been alive. I don't want to claim that it's not, but had had thousands of views on the can opener in a way that it like maybe it could have always if there hadn't been such negativity. I just don't think that's it. I think that this no, is the case no, of like, people watch the can opener because it's hilarious and the game is like part of why people watch, but it's also not the main reason. Well, I, I mean, part of part of the hype behind that too is. Yipes is hosting a game that is underrepresented, right? Yeah. Whether I like it or you like it or not, yeah, the I game like is underrepresented. It doesn't get any type of shine. Right. So when someone that's big in the Marvel community, that's Yipes, you know, the biggest name in the Marvel community, gives that game a, a shot, obviously people that aren't right. even MVCI fans are going to tune in and be like, oh, maybe I'll give this game a shot. That's so true. it's not that exactly. it could have always been there. It's the fact that it wasn't. Right. You know, in the limelight, they gave it that opportunity four years later, unfortunately. But it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it's just one of those situations. Like, MVCI, you know, people are going to watch it. There's still a scene out there. There's still a lot of people who enjoy the game. And it, it is a good game. It is a good game, right? I know you've fallen out of love with it, Tubo, and such like that. But, um, you know, like, if someone actually tried to give an older game... 
you know, that people meme on or whatever, that was legitimately bad. I don't think anybody would actually watch it like Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right? Oh, wait, look, we're out of time. Okay, let's move on to the next topic here. Let's move sure on to the next time. Personally, I've never said that I don't like a game that you guys like on this show. That's never been my position. No, it's never happened. It's never, never been my position. All right, let's, <laughs> not one. let's move on to the next topic here. Yeah. So yeah, we're 15. Oh, no. Let's oh, whoops. I skipped the one. topic. Whoops. There oh, we go. no. All right. King of Fighters go. 15. Talk to me, James. So King of Fighters. Nobody was expecting this at all. Uh, the, Sony, the Sony state of play came on. And then all of a sudden, everyone was like, "What, yo, KOF 15 information. And uh, the KOF information on there was pretty brief, but very significant. It introduced one of the two brand new characters who we were shown in a previous trailer, and that is uh, Dolores. And uh, Dolores uh, was revealed, and then SNK put the official Dolores character trailer out there. And uh, Dolores is pretty... Um, how did I put it on synchronized? I, she's hot. <laughs> wow. SNK continues in their waifu uh, department over here. Uh, but the more important thing that they actually announced was a public online beta. They announced the public online beta. Not only did they announce the public online beta, but it's not the same characters that were in the TGS. They're actually letting us use CYS, which is crazy because everybody's looking forward to those characters. You think that they would try to not give them away like this to, in a beta. They gave us uh, Chris Yashiro Shermi. They gave us uh, Kyo, Iori, and, uh, and Chizuru as part of the... Um, as, as the Sacred Treasures team, and then Shune, and then Dolores is going to be playable in that trailer. So it's actually really, really cool. But look, I, I, I keep saying this, and I'm not trying to say this as a way to dog on any games or anything like that, but I felt like Melty Blood got hurt by not having a public beta, On uh, honestly. Like, I think it could have came out a little bit with the netcode stronger without the start button skipping problem, etc., etc., I really hope that this benefits because, I mean, you saw how all the repeated public betas of Guilty Gear not only helped the netcode, you know, it improved the lobby a little bit, but more importantly, it helped the netcode and it actually helped some of the balance when the game came out as well. So I feel like if they can do more with this online beta, I think that'll be super important. So uh, I'm super happy about that and uh, excited about that. And that's going to be in the middle of November that that uh, beta is happening. That is November 19th through 22nd. Yeah. And uh, when does uh, when does KOF come out again? February, right? February, February. yes, February. Okay. So. so yeah, November is probably a good time for them to get some last minute feedback in for, for yeah. last minute changes before they go for the first, first certification. <laughs> that makes sense. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like maybe you guys finally had your expectations shattered when they announced the public beta. Yeah, they finally dude, did it. That yeah, they finally real. did it. You're actually right. Yeah. They finally did it. As far as Dolores goes, she has like earth-based attacks or something. Like she's got, she's like a, 
Earthomancer or whatever that, yeah, that was so, called. Earthomancer, that's what so, we're going with. I don't know. They, Look, they said like the being power. So antipathetic towards me. The, the 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 power of Holy Earth or whatever like that. I mean, she's supposed to be part of the same clan as Kukuri, who's the guy who fights with the mud. You know, he like dissolves into the mud and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's something to that degree over there. But you know, again, I'm just I'm glad. Just I I mean, honestly, from a character design point, especially you know. Uh, I just, I just think it's a really, really cool representation diversity character as well, uh, the way that they designed Dolores, and I, and I think that's really, really cool. So you know, you don't, I mean, look, the way that I said it on the synchronized show is like, Birdie, and then Dolores, right? <laughs> like what they did to Birdie is still one of the most painful things to me uh that street fighters ever done and i just think that they that the dolores is a really really nice design and i think wait wait really, what, what's really wrong cool. with birdie i'm so confused what do they do to birdie dude they like turn him into this big like like lazy dude dude like they and like <sighs> i don't know i'm just not a fan of birdie dude i'm just not just hating on the fat representation in the street dude, fighter I'm game fat I too. Is, i'm fat too i, I don't know what you're talking is, about dude <laughs> In conclusion, yeah, she looks cool. All right. Yeah, she yeah. does. She's cool. So we move on. Anything else to say? Nope. Uh, that that beta also will have local local play as well. So yeah. if you do have the ability to play with somebody else, oh, also uh, the beta has the elimination mode, right? Like the the character. Oh, I, ban I don't mode. Know. I believe it does. Probably, oh, it does it really? probably. Yeah. I believe I believe they said that it was part of the beta, which is oh, really yeah. cool. That's like the only thing I wanted to like try out in in, in KOF so far. Yeah, that, that's that definitely cool. Dope. And again, <laughs> I know people are memeing, but you know it's just what they did to Birdie. Like you had freaking rufus like rufus is rufus right i never had a problem with rufus but i just felt like birdie deserved better man birdie deserved better i think birdie's <sighs> actually way cooler than that's a five way more interesting uh all right cool let's uh let's move on all right so uh there oops uh i guess i'm gonna have to do smaller text on this one there apparently is rumors coming out uh, that Warner Brothers is developing a platform fighter and uh, like there have been like crazy leaks and stuff like that from certain people. Yep. And I've seen like I've heard that videos about leaks have been deleted off of YouTube, which kind of always adds to the uh, credibility of these kind of things. But apparently... I mean, the, the tweets have been getting removed, too. So. Oh, really? Dang. There's, there's okay. straight-up copyright claims from Warner Brothers, which Dang. pretty much verifies the Okay, okay. So, yeah, but, I mean, there's, like, you know, speaking of Shaggy, like, David was talking about for, you know, Mortal Kombat, apparently he's supposed to be in there, and, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Batman, Superman, whatever. I don't know, but, like... Uh, Finn and Jake. Yeah, so the question is, though, you know, if this game is being made, you know, one, cool, sure. I mean, like I said, it's been kind of weird because we haven't had a lot of new fighting games on the horizon. Like, literally, KOF, Dungeon Fighter... And like I feel like that's it, right? Like there's no it's other just Street Fighter Six is obviously being worked on. Right, right. Of yeah, Tekken Eight is very obviously coming. Yeah. This so, uh, but this is like one of the first tangible ones out there that people have been talking about, which is cool. But the question is, uh, you know, at least I've had very few interactions with these rumors or anything. I haven't read much about it or anything. I've, I've seen them all. Paid much attention to. <laughs> 
are, like, is this what the NRS crew is working on? Is this what uh, this Nether is not an NRS game? This is I not think, an NRS. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah, I've, it is. I've... It is not. The, the the well, I can't say for sure. The leaks yeah. and rumors say that it is not an NRS made game. Oh, it's really? a Warner okay, Brothers game. Okay. Someone else is developing it. I don't believe the name of the company has come out yet, though. Interesting. Okay, so it, but it, it is not NRS. That okay, is that has been a, one of the one of the rumors. A lot of the you know what curiosity of what the NRS guys are actually going to be doing. We still don't know at this point, right? So, well, you know, James, the game awards are coming in a month and eight days, something like that. So the yeah. game awards have been an NRS announcing uh, event yeah. before that's, I expect to see something from them. Yeah. there. They, they've been far too quiet. Interesting. I mean, it's curious, cool. right? Cause obviously we have uh, the Nickelodeon fighter, which was, you know, obviously made with a lot of, by a lot of people who love smash. And, you know, I'm curious to see what kind of pedigree is going to be working on this game. If it's actually something true, but like I said, with the way that things have been C and D so fast, probably, <laughs> probably uh, true. Yeah. All so. signs point to true. So David, if, what are your thoughts on all these copyright strikes and videos getting removed look, from YouTube? You guys know that I'm not a big fan of how copyright works on YouTube. We really do it, know. It is enforcement of it is overbroad. Uh uh boy. <laughs> if you if you have come across a video or a screenshot of a purported leak and you have a major channel that actually is like how you earn money, mm -hmm. please don't post it on there. Please. <laughs> not a good idea at all at all very bad idea yeah yeah i hope anybody who did that will be okay but i don't know because man a, what a, a big deal that's what a real a big deal yeah you know but, and it was, it, whoever may or may not have done that probably didn't even realize they were doing something that could get them in trouble i'm sure that, that's, that's true. kind of the worst part about it is they had any idea that this would be a bad thing. They would not have done it. But, you know, people make choices. All right. So uh, there's this is definitely referring to stuff that I am not aware of, I think. Oh. <laughs> well, James, you should read up yeah. on the local news of the FTC. <laughs> I will go and try uh, to look, look at stuff. I mean, so. no reason not to say. Uh, Hungrybox put up videos of the leaks and stuff on his channel. Oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but, like... That sure is a big risk to take. And... <laughs> well, uh, the videos are gone. The, yeah, the, tweet yeah, yeah. That, the tweet that had screenshots and such in it has been, yeah. well, the, the, the media has been removed. The words are still there. The tweet's still there. It just mm -hmm. says this media cannot be accessed. So they removed the picture. And, I mean, it's, yeah. Honestly, it's this is one of the idea. things, you know, going back to a former discussion about the forums versus Discord versus Twitter stuff. Like social media has become like some a lot of people are typing in the chat are about is about clout chasing now and forums forum clout was built up through time and actually being informative and logical and stuff like that. I don't know a lot if that's true. It's not always true, but at this point in time, I just don't think it would work anymore. I don't think that's the reason why forums would work at all anymore at this point. So. Yeah, because I just, I just. Well, there's some roast in the glasses you're looking through, James. <laughs> I know, I know. Man. Super roast in it, homie. <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, I never I went to the general discussion forum. Okay, I just I stayed away from there. <laughs> and even the regional, even the regional threads were just a stayed away. Stayed away. All right. I don't know that we need to spend too much time on this, but All the right, rumors right. are there, and good luck to anybody who <laughs> showed them. And all right, we're going to do rapid fire here at this point in time. So uh, this is just all the little extra news that everybody wants to, you know, just to hear about some cool stuff that is coming out. So let's get started here. First thing announced that is uh, Capcom has officially announced that a new package uh, for the season five characters, including Luke, will be coming out in December. That should be sometime after Luke has been released. But if you haven't picked up any of the DLC up to this point, uh, you can grab them all at once with a uh, basically... uh, uh, all the season five DLC characters all at once, which I think is cool. Street Fighter has been very, very good about making sure that people trying to catch up to the game don't have to spend an arm and a leg to get these games. I think it's interesting that we used to get Super Street Fighter, Super Ultra Street Fighter, Hyper Super Street Fighter. Now it's just like season pack one, season pack two with everything. Season pack, it's the same thing, just yeah. labeled differently. It's funny. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but it's very cool. So happy about mm-hmm. that. Uh, Melty Blood got a new patch fixing some of the online issues. Like I think that they said they discovered some of the issues with the uh, uh, one-sided rollback, but that hasn't been fixed yet. Uh, but they have released a recent patch that fixed some stuff and then also had a few character changes in there and a couple of bug fixes, like making it so that Noelle, when she gets hit, she doesn't yell as loud as yeah. she did before. So. <laughs> Because, boy, that was very... That was like storm levels of... uh... (laughs) Yeah. But even higher pitch and more annoying. Yeah. uh, It was rough. I saw some... I retweeted a a video of uh, Chaos doing some storm combos. And somebody responded like, Holy crap, that character's loud and annoying. And you know what the funniest thing is? I didn't hear any of it. Because I'm so desensitized to... Like, I'm so desensitized to it that I didn't hear any of that. And I had to go back and watch the video again. I was like, wow, she is screaming a lot in this video. (laughs) Man. Uh, All right. So patch is coming when? uh, It's out. That patch is out. Uh, another oh, okay. patch another patch that's going to fix other things might be coming soon to address like the one-sided rollback and such so yeah all right all right uh actually this one uh maybe david has a little bit more uh information about this uh but phase is now trading on nasdaq it's it was valued at a billion dollars despite that it's never made a billion dollars um but uh any any other details that you can uh Add to this, David. Tell us about Phase Clan. Everybody's David. favorite Phase Clan. It must. It must be somebody's favorite. I just don't know who. Gotta be. I, Gotta I don't be, know. Yeah. I don't know anybody in person who whose favorite is Phase. And I know a lot of people in esports, and I don't know anybody like that. But it surely must be somebody's favorite because it's got a billion dollars. And even though it's made at most not profits but revenue, fifty million dollars. Six. Revenue, fifty million dollars. Not definitely even, worth a billion dollars. Uh, it's just, I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't know. This is how finances work. Maybe I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it's just weird. And let me, let me, let, let me say this. I have a buddy who is in. He's a, he's an investment banker. All right, that I went to yep. school with. 
buddy of mine. And he once asked me, it was just a couple of years ago, he was like, you know, my company is like looking into esports. Should we get, should we invest in esports? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he, he, I think, expected me to be like, yeah, esports for sure. That's what I do. And therefore, it's great. And here's all the reasons. And I was like, I leaned in real <laughs> close. You know, we got a beer in my hand. I leaned in real close. And I was like, dude, you better not do that. Just turn <laughs> and have your company just turn right around. Yeah. Do not get involved. Okay, well, you can. Do not get involved. Uh, yeah. So I just, you know, esports is uh, is a nice advertise advertisement mechanism. It's at our at our scale in the FGC is sustainable as grassroots stuff. Dude, the entire a billion genre, dollars. The entire genre is a marketing word, dude. Like esports. <laughs> Is a marketing word. To, to be to be right. fair, phase is not mostly esports, mostly content creation. And they talked about that in some of the articles that came yes. out after this happened. Stop, stop, stop. I believe saying that esports is only twenty percent of their revenue and that's expected to decrease. So it's not even like primarily an esports thing, but still. Uh, anyway, somebody loves phase. I don't know who it is, but there's some kids out there, I guess. Hey David. Whatever. Huh. I made a hundred bucks today. Yeah, I'm I'm worth I'm worth a hundred million. Did you know that? <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> let's let's do it. I'll back you. That's that's what phased it, and they got away with it. <laughs> that's amazing. I, I need to I need to pick up that skill somehow. Good, it's good incredible. Luck, everybody. Good yeah, luck. incredible. Oh man. All right. All right. All right. Night. Uh, Red Bull continues to put out really cool content out there, uh, talking about fighting game community stuff. We talked about last week about the, uh, their video on Chinatown fair that they're doing. And, you know, I think they're doing more on some other spots later on, but they did have a new video talking about Daige's Ume Shoryu, Daigo's Ume Shoryu and why, and they like did all these stats on it from one of the tournaments and stuff. It's really cool. I'm proud of the video. They actually uh, tagged me to do the narration for the video. It's Ooh. still so funny too, because they're like, here's the script. And can you give us some sample lines that we can use for editing purposes and stuff like that? Like just read it and then we'll do like record the official lines. So I recorded all the sample lines. I set it to them and they used all of that. So that's how good I did even in my sample lines. They just were like, that's perfect. I'm the goddamn best. James Chen, 2021. <laughs> that's cool, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad. Love, love to hear it. Love to yeah. hear it. Sure, I mean, sure. honestly, it was really cool, though. It was really cool. And I was glad because the other thing, too, that was really important, too, was when they sent me the script, they also said, please edit it to make sure it's as accurate as possible. And there were some things that were said that, you know, I felt like that the, the FGC community, the main FGC community doesn't exactly, you know, feel this way about this stuff. And so I actually had a chance to, to, to tweak a little bit of the dialogue in there as well. So I was really happy without it. I mean, even when I watched it back again, I was like, Yo, my voiceover is pretty godlike. <laughs> I was actually happy with my own voiceover work. That's so, really cool. I'm glad that you were. Yeah. It was cool. I watched it. Nice work. I uh, just found out that James Chen did that video right now. It's worth what are you doing, Jasmine? It Stop it. Stop it. You're, you're destroying Miles is being Miles is being mischievous tonight, too, man. I don't. Maybe it's a cat night. Yeah. That's right. Something weird's going it's on. Cat night. November yeah, it's cat night. Cat night. <laughs> All right, let's it's move on to the next one. Cat moon. Man, she is going nuts right now. Okay. Uh, 
unfortunately, some bad news. La- two weeks ago, we talked about how we lost two members of the FGC. Well, we lost another one very recently. Uh, Anas Homaed, I guess, uh, is would. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. I apologize. Someone in the chat can actually correct me. Uh, but people know him as Keftaraz. Uh, passed away recently and I know like the European scene out there knows him intimately and they have been uh, absolutely gutted. He was one of the uh, co-founders of the Brussels Challenge, one of the major tournaments out there and uh, yeah, people, uh, he was definitely a very influential member out there and so again in these times where we we've lost another person and it's it's tough man. yeah it's it's really really rough so again you know i mean look we just talked to jabaley and you know before the show started he was like man if it was any different with that car crash you know he he could have been killed in that kind yeah. of situation so Absolutely. we've got to appreciate the, the the guys that are doing the great things in the fgc while you know while while they're still here as morbid as that sounds but i mean honestly yeah. it's it's true a lot of great people doing a lot of great things a lot of wonderful people in the fighting game community and and we're losing a lot of these people right now and so you know definitely uh tell your local tos Thank you, and tell your local, uh, you know, producers and 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 players and stuff like that, and your friends, you know. Thank you, honestly, yeah. honestly. Yep. So, okay. I agree with that. Very sorry to hear. Yep, that sucks. Uh, we're gonna blast through these tournament results here. Although there are a couple of interesting things to note, I had hinted at the CPT this past weekend from Japan, where Daigo Umahara, Umehara qualified with Guile in spectacular fashion. And I mean, that grand final set that he had with Kawano might be like one of the the best matches that I've seen in a long time. Like it was so good. Daigo had some of the craziest comebacks, dude, in that tournament. And it was just, I mean, again, it's it's always easier to feel connected with it when you did commentary for it. But, like, I saw a lot of people going nuts about it on Twitter. and It I was just, very good. Yeah, it was yeah, just it so was, cool. He made some hard reads, man. He was out there making some hard reads. Yeah. It's pretty cool. When you watch that high fight like the the breakdown and you see when he ex flash kicks colleen's throw like she got through four frames of her throw startup and then he flash kicked like the fifth frame like like i swear he was one frame away from losing that on that throw dude it yeah. was crazy uh but again look daigo one of the storylines of japan is the youth versus the veterans out there and Daigo showing it that the veterans are still able to do that. And man, Kawano And taking it over the youth of Kawano, yeah. Yeah, and 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 you know, I, I even made sure, you know, to, to have some words for Kawano during the, the closing that like it's gonna sting, but you know, keep at it. Cause that guy yep. is I mean, him and Higuchi right now, the Higuchi who's already qualified by defeating Sako, uh, one of the veterans. Uh, but him and Higuchi are like on the forefront of that Street Fighter V youth brigade right there. Pretty cool. Uh, I also want to mention that the Nordic Baltic region finals happened two weeks ago, where Phenom lost to Reichman Barnett, a Manat player. 
So, uh, yeah, and what was interesting to me, one is just like, you know, uh, that's crazy that Phenom didn't win. I'm sure he was the favorite. Uh, was for sure. But the thing that when I saw this, I, I had to go and do the stats, and so I did this. There are, in 22 events, 16 out of 44 characters in the CPT so far. Over a third of the cast is in the CPT right now. You said 22 events, 16 characters? Mm-hmm, yeah. Pretty uh-huh. good. Pretty yeah. good clip. And uh, there are only four characters that have dupes, which are Sakura and Balrog with two each, and then uh, Guile and Kami with three each. Mm-hmm. And considering we started the year with two of those Kamis and we thought that it was just going to be year of the Kami, I mean, it's right. turning out really strong, but we have a Birdie, an Akuma, a Dalsum, an Ed, a Falk, a Karin, a Colleen, a Lara, a Manat, a Nash, a Seth, and a Yurian. Like, that's the kind of variety that we have right now, yeah. and I think that's cool. super cool. Super cool. There actually were offline tournaments. Shoutouts to KIT and First Attack. Yeah. I hope everything went well. I watched quite a bit of both of them and it was fun. I mean, it was just it's just cool to see people like at a place <laughs> in the world and other people walking around behind them in also the world. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty nice. cool. Uh I chose not to go out, you know. I mean, obviously I didn't go. I don't know that I'm I'm not going to do that until next year, I think, but I'm looking forward to doing that. And for everybody who did, I hope everybody was was safe. Puerto Rico is super good on vaccinations. They actually are yeah. n- number one state or territory in the U.S. in terms of vaccinations. Sick. So that's rad. And they still required masks and stuff. And it looked like everybody was doing that on the stream. So, again, hope everything was good. But that's that's great. Congrats to everybody who went and who won. And to the TOs for, for making it happen. Yeah. And I mean, there's still more events coming. Like I know NEC is coming up. We just talked to Jabali about CEO. Frosty Faustings, I feel like is like 10 years away, but it's actually like three months away right now, right? So, you know, <laughs> uh, they're coming back. They're coming back. Uh, Frosty Faustings might be the first one that I go back to uh, in a long time. Yeah. So I'll be there. Yeah, yeah that's, my, uh, that's my current idea as well. Yeah, You see TV, baby, we're back. Tubo needs cool. his his roommate to play We Fit in the room again. So, yeah. <laughs> Your boxers, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've been, they I've been even, thinking they about even that my boxers, dude. Night. They were just my sleeping huh? shorts. Those weren't even boxers, well, dude. Is there? I mean, they they looked like boxers to yeah, me, man. They I were mid thigh. Those are boxers yeah, in my yeah, in my basically, eyes. basically. All right, so. all right. What's uh? What's hot? And then uh. Uh, Smash World Tour, a bunch of events happened over there uh, for a lot of the different regions as well. Again, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of zipping through these, but the reason why we do it is just in case you weren't aware that these events happened, so you can go back and catch the archives. But there was the North America West, the North America East, and the Europe results uh, for Melee, for Smash World Tour Melee. So you definitely want to check that out. Dragon Ball Fighters World Championships Tenkaichi Online Europe 1 also happened. And then the Arc Revo EMEA Qualifier number one occurred as well so these are all events that have been happening so if you're following those uh circuits and somehow miss these events definitely check the um the uh archives and such so 
All right. Let's skedaddle on through to this mailbag. All right, let's do this. The mailbag. So let's go to our first question on the mailbag. All right, let's do this here. Uh, There's a lot of percussion in that song, I've noticed. Percussion? It's a Just very percussive song. Yeah, yeah, you got the symbols going pretty strong. Got the, got the hi-hat symbols going in there. Needs more yeah, cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, uh, Drew via Twitter asks, oh wait, actually, this one's an old one, isn't it? Or is this a new one? We I don't remember. I, dude, I don't know. What's his I answer? don't know. I'll just tell you. It is yeah. an old one. Yeah, it is an old yeah, one. This is an yeah, old one. this is an old one. This is an old one here. All right, fine. I've yeah. scrolled too far down is what happened. I am going through the wrong list Pro of mailbag I mean, questions. Here we go. Sorry, sorry. Hang cool. on. Let's erase this. Definitely question. read the first one, though. I mean, definitely. Everybody, is. if you're at all interested in anything... In any kind of fiction, do you like science fiction or do you like fantasy or do you like politics or do you like thrillers? It is actually a great book for everybody. Read it. Interesting. Okay. No, the first actual question is Investigation Bones via Twitter asks, what is your personal favorite size FGC event to attend? 10 to 30 people at a local hanging out, tens of thousands of people at a major roaring or some sweet spot in between? If you like reading about science books like ecology, read Dune. Like it's it's everything. So are you good. still you're still talking about Dune, huh? Uh, shout outs to Investigation Bones for the Halloween themed name there. Nice work. All right, yeah, I, I mean, guess I, I, nobody's I like answering. So, guys. No, I like both. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like I I like all these different <laughs> amounts. I mean, you know? what are you gonna do, huh? Come I on, I like it all. I Come like on, it all. hey. What's my favorite? I got tournament right here. <laughs> I walk. Now that I feel like I can actually play video games again, I probably would really enjoy going to small size events even more. But, you know, you can do that at big events too. So I don't know. I guess I, I'm not going to pick between them. I just like both of them so much. It All right, pick, pick one. Pick one. I'm going to go with majors. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it depends. If I'm if I'm just going to compete, I'm not commentating. Then my local's more fun for me because I'm just messing around, jerking off, you know, playing with my boys. What? But, uh, what, what are your yeah. boys in that context? <laughs> yes, I know, dude. I was about to say, homies, I'm, not, I'm, not going, I'm not going back to the fart milk table ever again. Now, dude, I'm, I'm hanging a little out with the homies. Here. That's that's all uh, I mean. Okay. Uh, but if I, if I'm commentating and if I'm stage hosting and all that stuff, yeah, obviously a major is more fun for me. Yeah. You know, it really that. just depends on what role I'm, role I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, for me, there's very few things that make me as excited and hype as the big audience screaming together at the same time for big moments. So I probably do prefer the large events, but again, this is somebody who went through, you know, like 20 years of small events and now just getting to the big events. And so I've done enough small events. Now, obviously I do still like small events because then you can see your friends and talk to them and stuff. But you know, one of my favorite things about the large events is it's it usually also means a lot of new people who have never been to FGC events. And I talked about that tweet about me saying, how can you not love fighting games? And like people are like, well, the FGC is just super toxic. But the thing is, every time people actually go to events, they don't experience that. They experience something very different. 
you know, when you're all in person and stuff and it's not social media being social media, like it's just, it's just an enjoyable time, man. It's just, it's, sure is. it's such a great time over there and you get to meet a lot of people and you get to see a lot of cool things. And I don't know. It's Make just, sure you go up to James Chen and tell him that you're his biggest fan dude, and honestly, an autograph. Whenever I have breaks at like big events like Evo and Combo Breaker, I purposely just walk the floor because I I want to be available to people. I don't want anybody to ever feel like the FGC is kind of like not available to people. That or I go to my room and go to sleep. So it's one of those. Do you think of yourself as like a Disney mascot? Like you're Goofy (laughs) walking around? Hey, I would hate for kids to show up here and they really want to meet Goofy, but they just never saw Goofy the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I walk yeah. the floor. Say hello I to do. I do. I do. That's what I do. You have like a handler next to you who's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you can talk to Goofy now. <laughs> I'm going to carry a thing around that makes the Goofy screaming noise with me everywhere I go oh, now. Man, Every time someone good. approaches me, I'm just going to play that. So, yeah. That All that right. would not make you very approachable. Just so you know. <laughs> it would be really weirded out by you. All right. What do we got next? Oh, All right. Uh, we've got Nat via Twitter here asking, Boot. Uh, I watched The Good Place on your recommendation, and it really made me pause to think about life. Dude! What media or piece of art gave you a profound change in perspective and changed your philosophy in life? Read Dune. I mean, how many times do I have to say that you should read Dune? This stream is sponsored to you by Dune. <laughs> yeah, Warner Brothers is gonna. Frank Herbert gave me the big bucks, guys. That's right. You can watch Dune right now on HBO Max for only That's a true, prescri- yeah. subscription of. Oh man. Um. It's probably man. That's probably Plato. Is my answer? Probably my my real answer. In... I mean, I just made like slides and couches and like stuff with my Plato. What were you doing with your Plato? You don't want to know. I was solving very, very deep, complex philosophical problems, James. That's what I was doing. Uh, I still have my book from whatever that class was even called, Philosophy One or whatever. I really don't even remember. And I still have it. And I have all my little notations that I wrote in there. I was I, Whenever I read a book, I'm constantly scribbling in the sides. And I still have that. And I looked at it not long ago because when we were moving, I saw that the book was there. And it was so cool to go back and see like all the things it was making me think about and the new ideas that I was considering. And uh, yeah, I think that's that was a really, really big thing. I then went into basically political philosophy as a major. And then in law school, I basically did legal philosophy and theory. As uh, So you said all of this well. came about because of Dune? Plato. Plato, 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 Plato. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But also Dune. Sure. But Dune's, yeah. Dune's great. great I'm reading yeah, all this Dune. Dune stuff in the chat. My brain is stuck on Dune right now. I apologize. Also, I did enjoy that reading or Kent Avatar. Lee. I, I also enjoyed reading <laughs> Kent Lee's comments on Dune on on Facebook as well. So, uh, yes, I uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my apologies. My bad. Uh, what about you, Tubo? You know, I've been sitting here trying to think and pinpoint like one thing that I could really be like, oh, this changed my life. This is going to sound stupid. And I know Keats is going to give me shit for this, but I don't care. It was probably the Metal Gear Solid series. The Metal Gear Solid series really made me change the way I looked at That's cool. uh, nationalism and war. 
uh, maybe change the way I looked at the control of information. Um, yeah, I mean, this is all like a real, like I was 12 when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. So I was still like, you know, I was young. I was heavy on the American propaganda still. I was pledging the allegiance to the flag every morning. This is the greatest country on earth, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, Metal Gear Solid, the Metal Gear Solid series really, really, really changed how I look at the flow of information and uh, the the war machine, basically. The big big old war propaganda incorporated. Man, that's a good pick. I mean, I have a, I have a lot of significant things. I mean, I just finished watching Cowboy Bebop, and that was really good. I don't know if it like man, Mean Saltine told me that it's really great too. Dude, it's so good. I was not expecting it to be as good as like because it was like it's anime. I was expecting a certain. I was gonna say, don't you not like anime? I thought you didn't yeah. like anime. And that's the thing. Well, the Netflix thing is coming out. I really want to support John Cho in there. So like, I was like, I'll watch the original first. And I do, and I, you know, I, I can, I've always wanted to watch Cowboy Bebop because I watched the, the movie and after I watched the movie, I was like, I kind of want to watch this, the series and I just never got around to it. And I did. And I was surprised. It is very deep in, in about loneliness, about solitude, about loss. Like that's what it covers mostly. It's a very sad series and it's like, oh God, like I was, I was very moved by it actually, but, um. Uh, outside of that, uh, one of the more recent ones, uh, I mean, Good Place is a great one. If you haven't watched all of the Good Place, like that really changes your belief on how life works and stuff. Uh, but another one that was also pretty recent for me was Inside Out uh, by Pixar. Uh, I have often told the story that after I finished watching Inside Out, I basically cried for like 30 minutes. Like I could not stop crying because that movie was directly like it spoke to me directly and it it talks a lot about depression and sadness and stuff and 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 how it makes you understand where sadness's place in life is about and that movie at that movie destroyed i it's one of my favorite movies of all time still haven't watched it a second time because i'm terrified to, to to watch it again uh, but that movie is is just it's it really affected how I looked at things and it, it's I, I can't recommend it enough honestly so all right go for it um just good wine are you being serious that your dad was supposed to work in the towers in 9/11 but called out to play Metal Gear Solid wait what is that true wow that is incredible you know people have these stories like this like you know you hear people being like oh i i uh i I slept in too late because last night was monday night football or whatever and i didn't make it to the like i remember so one of my friends uh her father was supposed to be on the plane and ended up just missing it for whatever like the train was late or like some stupid reason that's yeah life is pretty weird but i'm glad that he was not there all right. So so literally the answer is which piece of media changed your life? It's very literally Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Just yeah. good one. Wow. Yeah, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Let's Ooh, move on. Boy. Uh next one right here comes from Stephanie Brownback via Twitter. Uh, oh no. On a flight to an event, the three of you have all crash landed on a deserted island. 
All you have is what you brought on the plane. What are your survival tactics? How do you get food, signal for help, or try to build a boat? Who was the first to resort to cannibalism? You know, she is so committed to this K instead of C thing. I appreciate it. I actually, it. you know, there were... such a brand. EGM used to have, like, these, like, they would put the goofy letter of the month on there. And one time I actually wanted to send in a... a take a picture of a, of a restaurant that was near that where I lived in Redlands. And that was Cactus Cooler, but Cactus was spelled with a K. And I wanted to send it in and talk about how Mortal Kombat was ruining our country and our and our society because they were eliminating the like they were making people spell things wrong and like they were eliminating the letter C, you know, from its proper usage and stuff like that. And Stephanie is just proof that I was right this whole entire time. So yeah. you know, you know what Mortal Kombat was teaching our kids that was so terrible. This game about murder and basically murder porn. It was teaching them to spell Incorrect. wrong. Exactly, exactly. exactly. That, was the real problem. that is a much bigger problem. America also, has enough yeah. education issues. Dude. We should just get rid of the letter C. It's completely superfluous. It is. It just, is. It's. Absolutely. What are we doing here? What are we doing? Here? I mean, Come like on. even in the word like scissors, what are we doing here? like what is it even doing in there at that point? It's an S or a K. Anyway, what's the question here? Yes. Uh, what do I what do I bring on a trip? Well, I bring a lot of stuff. I have a pretty extensive list of things that I always have with me. Um, even before COVID, I always took face masks just in case. Uh, and I mean, like in my travel bag, like in my backpack. Uh, I always have those. I have like pain stuff like ibuprofen and whatnot. And I have band-aids just in case. I also have a towel that I take with me just in case. I take some gloves just in case because I have a issue where my hands get cold a lot. And so I have that. And I have a hand warmer for the same reason. And I have a very, very long-lasting portable battery that I take that is not supposed to go on airplanes. And I always tell them that it's okay. I'm not carrying a large lithium thing. And it's always been fine. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And so I, I bring a lot. I bring a lot. I bring like a book just in case. I bring a switch usually. I always bring my tablet because I oftentimes have to do work at events. So I'm pretty stacked. Pretty stacked on stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think all three of us probably carry the same supplies. Big battery, yeah. a portable video gaming device of some sort, usually multiple. I mean, I bring my stick to every tournament I go to still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch, also in tow, obviously. Um, so I, I think all three of us pretty much are going to have the same stuff yeah. minus like a few amenities. Right. Um, so I'm not going to go deep into what I'm, I'm bringing with me. It's, okay. it's the same okay. shit. Everyone brings. Okay. Fair enough. Right? All right. Fine. But I, in have terms ring, of, I have a ring fit. I have a ring fit ring. Right. So <laughs> okay. in terms of actual survival, I, I think I would do totally. Okay. I know how to fish. I know how to, to skin an animal. I know how to hunt. Uh, I know how to create a fire without any flint. Mm -hmm. I know how to construct a crude bow and arrow. I know how to do all this stuff. Like I, I think That's I would cool, be okay. Man. I don't know about you guys. I've never hunted, but, but I've done. I've done the other stuff. Uh, when I was growing up, my family and I went uh, camping pretty often, and I was part of of uh, Indian guides and trailblazers that taught us how to do a lot of this stuff, uh, including fishing and including, um, you know, how to how to navigate for yourself and you know whatever you're supposed to learn as a kid doing that sort of stuff how to how to use a pocket knife and like all sorts of little things um so yeah i've never skinned an animal but i've done most of the other stuff it's, I have it's not fun fish. man it's real disgusting. oh i I'm, i've gutted a fish it's and it's gross, gross. and yeah, i yeah, imagine it's gross. It's terrible. I imagine I don't it's like grosser. 
Yeah. I don't like doing it. I just know how I've done it yeah, you know, yeah. enough that it's like, not so like, like I think, I think that we would be okay to be honest. I mean, uh, it would be, it would suck. Probably yeah, it would not be fun. I, I would probably be dead in 10 minutes. <laughs> would, we, well, if all three of us survive, we'll take care of each other for sure. Yeah, right? yeah. Easy peasy. I would be we're useless. Not, we're not leaving James behind. You, I would be right, the yeah, cheerleader. You, I would be the you cheerleader. Have, you, you have three people and two of them know how to fish or whatever. Like, you know, but you're going to have a bad time, but you'll probably the when it. The one thing I can help at, and uh, people definitely remember this, this uh, Yipes asked me this in Evo commentary one time, and he asked me if I knew how to make fire. And I said, yeah, I just spit some bars. And that's it. So there you oh, go. Wow. Like, All right. I could definitely, nice help. I could uh, definitely help with that. Uh, so, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Actually, you don't want to spit on the bars that you're using to make Yeah, fire. I was going to say, I'll make sure that you, you get your turn spinning the sticks, getting our actual fire. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we move on. Okay. I don't think any of us resorts to cannibalism. In conclusion, if I get, yeah, I mean, look, if I died, you guys can eat me. Seriously, to stay alive, well, dude. You, you same. guys have absolutely all the permission to. If do you that. guys eat my dead body, I'm gonna come back and kick your asses so hard. Wow, you're not even gonna help us survive, with, even though you've with passed already. With yeah, I, was gonna say, I, I can't. I can't do whatever you want, man. I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't need my body anymore. Duck Helmet sure. via Discord asks an important question: Has the 3D printer, referring to David, actually printed anything other than parts to try to repair itself? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. It's pretty good. Pretty good question. Nice work. Uh, has it? Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I can't believe it. I'm trying to recover mentally from this question. The answer is humans. Humans, <laughs> yeah. And Dune. Those are the answers for everything now is humans and Dune. Dune. Uh, let's see. What has it made that's not fixing itself? Well, I mean, I do have a lot of prototypes. I don't know. Here's. There's a lot of. These are like split box prototypes right here that I'm finagling with. And then. Um, this couch, actually, here's another example. This couch, the legs on the front of it were um, angled badly, so the couch has always been kind of like angled this way. But I printed some new leg like caps That's that cool. are down there, so that now they fit well. They're not just like things that you buy at the store that are misshaped, like don't right. fit the shape that you need. It's like actually fits really well. Nice. And then also, I just did this. Um, this split box is an older one, one of the first that I made. And the middle of it actually just broke. Like the pieces were too thin, the acrylic was too thin, and so it cannot connect to itself anymore. Like it can't, <laughs> it won't, it won't. Um, there's no like me mechanism to hold them together. So right. I printed, I printed this, you know, thing. Box. It in. It's just a base. Yeah. It's like how many pieces is that? But base. Now it works. Uh, it's two pieces. You can kind of see the middle seam. Right oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can see oh, it. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. I can see yeah. it. Okay, right. okay. So Great. I just like made it to interlock and then glued it together See, you, you made cool. an outer box for your split box i did i did i made a base right. box or whatever so i mean yeah it, it's it has done a lot of stuff however it's also broken a lot to be perfectly honest but right now it's working yay congratulations yay me okay yay me. uh good job 16 bit david has 50 diplomas because he wor uses words like antipathetic <laughs> i I mean, he wasn't even the one that was using the word, right? So no, that was definitely his alt. He just wanted to flex his verbal. I've skills. never seen that word in my life. Was his alt scoop newsman? 
Yeah, exactly. Subatar via Discord asks, for Halloween, obviously this was asked before last week's episode, what candy mm. would you get if you were to spoil yourself? No budgetary or geographical restrictions. Interesting. The geographical restrictions is making me think twice. Yeah, Kit Kats from Japan are great. They have really good flavors. They're not as easily available over here. I also really love Cadbury eggs for Easter. You know, those... Really? I'll, tell you, I'll, tell, I'll tell you this about the Christians, man. They have, they have some pretty good food. I'll tell you that. <laughs> those Gentiles. Those Gentiles. They got some good, some good chocolate some good eggs. Candy. <laughs> hey, um, uh, uh, for me, that's a good question. Like, I, as soon as you said the Kit Kats from Japan, I feel like it would have to be something from Japan or, like, China or something like that because, honestly, American candy is too sweet. Like, it's just too goddamn sweet. Peanut butter cups, regular Kit Kats are good answers and stuff. Like, Mr. Good Bar, I could probably eat because I just like the peanuts uh, that offset the chocolate in there. Uh, but I'm thinking about, like, all those little pastry things that we – I guess pastry doesn't count as candy, huh? Two different nah. topics. If you wouldn't give it out for Halloween, it's not candy, IMO. It's good. I like uh, that. But there's definitely a lot of good like sweets in 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 Asian countries that are just not. I mean, like every time you see those videos where like person from Asia eats you know American candy for the first time, like there's a reason why they react the way they do. Like it's dude, yeah. the red bean paste stuff in Japan, great. I <laughs> right? love it. That's so dude. Good. Like right, every what? time, like when you, like when your parents when if you're Asian and your parents bought one of those birthday cakes from the chinese store like that was always so much preferable like the frosting was just not like the frosting in american cakes like absolutely like you eat it and you just feel like your brain is about to explode but like <laughs> honestly like some of those chinese cakes that you get like with, with like like fruit in them and stuff and like they're not super sweet they're so good like they're they're really really good i'm i'm very surprised neither of you and this is, I, I shouldn't be surprised, actually, because we're all fighting game weebs, but I'm surprised you both focused on Japanese candy and didn't think about the amazing chocolates in, like, Sweden and Germany, because their chocolate absolutely dunks on ours. It's, like, not even comparable. You're totally right, but that's also, like, obtainable here. Like, the store that is Well, near you can me, get, like, like matchas. I can, I, can go down the, I can go down the block and I get pocky sticks and matcha-flavored... You can't uh, get Kit Kat bars. You can't get melon. You can get Kit Kats. You can, yeah, you can get my, my, you can my, get some. My, my bodega. My bodega has strawberry, matcha, and one other flavor that's you not can get American. some. And you they carry get, pocky sticks. You can't Mine get the Tokyo not. banana ones out here, which aren't that good. But I've you never can't tried get, those. You ha can't get the melon Kit Kat out here either because me and Olaf have tried very hard. But Melon Kit Kat does not exist out here. That sounds so. gross to me anyways. But honestly, some of the best chocolate I ever had was when uh, Mono took us to this chocolate store in Puerto Rico. And we bought like some chocolate bars. Those chocolates were amazing. Yeah, American chocolate's not very good. You know, it's when trash. Logan, You're right. when, real bad. when You're Logan right. sits there and dunks on American chocolate, like on it's, Twitter, it's correct. Yeah, one hundred percent correct. Yeah, the whole I'm always world does that. Yeah. basically, yeah, I'm like, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's you like are, when you are correct. It's like when people dunk on California pizza. You're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Chris Segnet, we have the best toppings. 
nobody claims California pizza for Californians. Prinseglia does. He does. There's no way. I'm going to have to talk he about that. He absolutely says San Francisco has the best toppings on pizza, period. Ask okay, him, but, okay but he's not try. talking about California Pizza Kitchen, all right? That's something Oh, oh no, 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 no. Not about CPK. No, 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 no. What if you thought that there were going to be kids who come to your store for your to your uh, door for Halloween, and so you bought a bunch of Halloween candy, and then nobody came? And here's a tremendous amount of <laughs> chocolate for myself. Congratulations, <laughs> me. That'll I, last you a year. I bought only the things that I wanted as a kid to hand out, and those were the Reese's cups and of course. Twix. Twix. And also, I bought Good this. Choice. I bought this candy like two hours before I thought kids were going to come. And at that point, everything else had been sold out. But luckily, they still had good stuff. So cool. Good, good anyway, stuff. Now good I have, stuff. Good I've choices. already eaten so much candy that I've given myself heartburn. What's the next question, James? Uh, this one was a repeat question, but I needed to retrofit my answer. So remember, we were asked two weeks ago, what was the favorite costume we wore for Halloween? And my yeah. response, but we were asked our favorite and worst, and I gave the same answer for both of them because I said I had only wore one Halloween costume in my entire yep. life. Uh, I actually recalled that I did wear another Halloween costume at one point in time, and that is uh, when my ex made me dress up as Sai uh, from you know Sai from Gangnam Style. And she dressed up as Huna from Gangnam Style. So I just, I put this question back in here so I could correct myself. So I have actually right. dressed up as Ryu and as Sai. That, which one is the best and which one is the worst? I mean, the Sai one was probably more fun and, you know, because it was actually a thing. Whereas the Ryu one was just me dressing up in a karate gi because we had a karate gi and that was it. And there wasn't really anything to it. If I was actually dressing up as Ryu, because I was a fan of Street Fighter, sure. But Street Fighter did not exist at that time. So, You know what does exist? David's heartburn. It's coming back right now. Why are you eating your Twix so weird, by the way? What are you doing? That's how I eat Twix, man. Leave Dude, David, did you, did you David? eat the bottom and the top and then leave the wafer? And then that's David, what you did? David? I ate the sides first. And then I ate the like ends. The caramel. Yeah. And then I, and then I ate the chocolate and the caramel, caramel part. All right. And sure. The and then on. I had. And then there was like the cookie left. Yeah. David. All right. David. I do the exact same thing. High five. <laughs> High five. Wrong side. There you go. There you go. <laughs> mm. I just eat the whole apple core. Why not? I do the exact same, same thing. So okay. All right. We got one more. And then we're out of here. Yeah. One more to go. And uh, let's see. Uh, would you rather fight a horse-sized horse or 100 mouse-sized mice? <laughs> Asking for a friend. No, really, my best friend suggested this one. That's actually hilarious. You know, this is actually a harder question than the inverse, I think. Mm. Because 100 mice could definitely, like, mess you up. 100 all at once? Like, they could definitely crawl up your pants and your leg and bite the mess out. Like, have you guys seen the latest uh, Suicide Squad movie yeah. with, with Ratcatcher 2? Like, that's terrifying. That's fucking terrifying. I think I'd rather try to fight a horse. Like, I, at least maybe I could stab its eyeballs out or something. I can't fight 100 mice. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm screwed. I mean, that I actually horse... agree. I think that's the only chance. The horse is the only chance here. The mi the mice, you just don't have 
a chance. Like, yeah, no they're, they're too fast and quick. Like, even if you kill thirty of them by stomping on them before they get up you, that's seventy mice on you, biting you and gnawing at you. Right, but I, I'm disfigured for life. Probably I, dead I'm either thinking, way, but I think you have a better yeah. chance. Yeah, I'm thinking the same way that K John in the chat is. I think I could actually kind of run from mice and pick off the ones in the front oh, and continue to run and pick up the ones way. in the front. No way, mice mice can move, man. Yeah, my, my, my fat ass is not outrunning like, 100 mice. A horse kicks you, and you're that's it. Like, yeah, that's the game for over. Sure. The horse is terribly dangerous. You could stay just, in front of the horse. You could stay in front of the horse and make it try to I bite you. I don't know if you can stay in front of a horse, I man. I think you could. Those things are freaking fat. Those things can turn around and kick you in the face so fast that But it's... they're not mice. Mice are faster. Again, I think that you're dead probably in either way. But I think if you have a chance... It's like Tobo said to stay in front of the horse. If you have, if you have, say that you're, you have like a sigh, like that from. No one know, said that you have any weapons. Raphael, Raphael, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden you have a sigh. Yeah. No one said anything <laughs> That's about right. weapons. That's right. Say that you're Raphael from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I bet, <laughs> I bet you could stab a horse. Why not? Whereas if you stab. Any number of mice. Who still said any anything about that? True story. True That's story. When thing. I practice like, martial arts, I learned this side. I'm assuming. My, I'm, weapon. I'm assuming we have no weapons. How do you even yeah, fight a horse? I, I mean, what What do you do? Do you tackle it? Do you wrap your arms oh, around its neck? What do you do? You. you I yeah. You, you I just feel like you. You're, you th That's why I feel like you at blind least it. I can, you blind it and you hope for the best. You're going to try to stick your thumbs into the eyes of the horse? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what else am I going to do? I think that's a great strategy. I think you're dead. I'll put, probably, I'll put my shoulder right. up on underneath his chin so it can't bite me, and I'm jabbing my thumbs into the eyeballs of this poor horse, and then I'm hoping <laughs> for the best from there. That's all you can do. I think that's it. I think that's the strategy. Yeah, make sure that you're not behind it. That's for sure. Uh, you might want to make sure that you've equipped your invincible role so that you can get through it. Yeah, it, I mean, you're dead either attack. way. There's, there's no winning either of these fights. You're, you're screwed. But I think I take the horse. I think I think I let it ride on defeating one rather than defeating a hundred. Hundred, yeah. Much. I, I I would probably I would feel like I would take on the mice because I feel like I, I, you can get lucky against the mouse, the mice. You could. You might. Yeah. But I don't feel like mouse? You, I don't feel like you can get I think you could get kind of lucky depending on how they approach you and the angle and the environment and stuff, but I just feel like a horse you're dead. Like I just don't even think that there's any chance against the horse. Yeah, I mean, you could mice be right. Mice are so fast, man. But I, I'm I mean, just, I'm just look, more, I already I'm more said, afraid of the mice. Is where I already said from. I would die in ten minutes on the island, so I'm probably picking mm. the wrong one anyway. So you know. <laughs> uh, I think you're dead either way. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Also, All thanks right. for watching the, mice, the cheery Tuesday show. They might, <laughs> ending yeah. on you'd be you, dead you either might, way. You might defeat the mice, but if they bite you, they may have rabies, and it may oh, be yeah. a long yeah, death for, sure. for you after all. Right, they right, might, right. But again. Die. See how all of that is may, may, may. Like, you get kicked by a horse, you're dead. <laughs> That's it. No way, man. There's there's plenty of videos on the internet of people getting whacked by horses and being just fine. It take, it could, I mean, if obviously it stomps your skull, you're dead. But, you know. <laughs> I think the only you get knocked down against either opponent, you're dead. That's a GG.
I, I think my size could do more work against the horse than they could. You don't get size. There's no nice. size. I think, I think actually Doc Helmet. If, if you Helmet, do have size, yeah, the horse is the, the Doc Helmet has the right answer. I'd rather have killed by horse than killed by mice on my tombstone. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think also that's true. the right answer. That's so. Killed by mice would be so interesting, though. I don't know. I'm not actually. Now I think I want to say mice. I think that would be really interesting. <laughs> Imagine you're you're in a cemetery and you see that on a guy's head. You're you're absolutely gonna look into it. <laughs> what happened here? What's the story? <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning right, in to another anyway. episode of the Tuesday. Hey, let Shit. us know what animal you'd fight in the comments on YouTube. Thanks. Would you rather fight one horse-sized horse or 100 mice-sized mice? Let us know in the comments below on YouTube. Take care, guys. Be safe out there, and we will see you next week here on the Tuesday Show. Peace. Later.